Gerrymandering isn't in the Constitution. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Monday, November 7, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 354. This is No Agenda. Coveting the award for best cut podcast in the universe here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. That's right. The best podcast in the universe. Yeah, but apparently not according to the podcast awards. What do you mean? If you go to bed, the best podcast in the universe.com, you come to our show. <laughs> That's clearly, we're the winners. Congratulations, my friend. Well, congratulations to you. <laughs> and an in and the greetings. morning. And yes. greetings to all the ships at sea. Yes. And the boots on the ground and the feet in the air and the foots in the beaches and, and to, everybody in between. And all of our China friends. In the morning. In the morning, everybody in the chat room, of course, hanging out on this uh, Monday morning uh, in Gitmo Nation at uh, noagendachat.net, noagendastream.com. Good to see everybody. We have a quorum, which is always nice to see. Sorry about uh, yesterday. You were warned. Not everyone got the the memo, of course. It's always it always amazes me. Yeah, you know, when well, you, when I do, I mean, we do a mailing every uh, month. Yeah, and uh, only uh, I don't know, typically fifty five percent of the people open it, and right. then the other ones say, you know, they never. Or then we also have, like Eric, you know, we have all our knights get these rings, and so he has to send out an email asking for their ring sizes, and then you they know never he gets back yeah. about. Half of them, and yeah. then everybody else sends me email complaining. <laughs> I don't know why. You know why didn't you send me sending? I don't know who to talk to. Trust me, it's, it's not just you who gets the email. After you don't answer, then I get the email. <laughs> but it's like they had it. They, you know, if they would open their email. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Maybe we should start a Facebook page. That seems to work. That doesn't work either. <laughs> no, it doesn't. For some reason, my tweet got stuck on Facebook, and people got the Facebook message today uh, that said, hey, no agenda tomorrow. Now, put in, now, add to that the time change that we had here. I'm messed up. It's, it's confusing. It really is. So how was your little trip to the San Francisco Bay Area? It was very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, we did our annual uh, hosting duties for the Resurge Gala, which is the charity for uh, messed up kids. Worldwide, which we always do. And I think we raised uh, just shy of a million dollars, which is really nice. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. It was cool. And uh, I did a good Kim Kardashian joke, which really hit, which I was happy about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do it here. But, come uh, on. No, I don't. No, 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 no. It was come like, on. Come on. Like, come on. We want to hear the joke. So the, We want to hear the joke. It's not, it won't work. I'll try, but I know it won't. Well, that's why I want to hear the joke. <laughs> so the room is filled with venture capitalists, you know, in the medical field and doctors and and their trophy wives. Some of them were actually real wives, but a lot of them were, you know. <laughs> Could you tell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I figured that would work with them. Uh, and I said, uh, you know, because uh, Mickey had a beautiful opening uh, speech about you know, how, how fantastic the work is and everything, you know, really nice. And so the, the, the tone is set. And like, you know, uh, we do live in very uh, crazy times. You can't uh, turn on the television or open a paper and see news about, uh, uh, what did I say, uh, sovereign, uh, uh, sovereign breakups. I can't remember what it was, but like sovereign breakups, um, 
Uh, it doesn't work, John. But anyway, come on, do the joke. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> so about sovereign breakups, uh, monetary uh, demise, uh, a culture of uh, me, 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 screw the rest. But enough about Kim Kardashian's wedding. It was something like that. Oh, I, okay. That's, yeah, that's a setup. It worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a standard style of yeah. set of jokes. I had yeah. to set up. Yeah, well, I, well I, I'm yeah, not. Bing, da bing, da bing, da bing, this, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. send him off in a different direction yeah. than drop exactly. him. Like, exactly. Exactly. I'm no, uh, I'm no David It could have worked. It worked. It worked. It was great. I could getting a big laugh with that joke, yeah. Yeah, that was the laugh. <laughs> that was the one. And now look at these children with cleft lips and burn wounds. How you doing, everybody? Good evening. <laughs> what was really telling, though, is they had this auction at the end, and that's where they raise all the money. And uh, it was sad uh, because you know what item you know they have like you can uh, you can bid on a trip to go on one of their missions. You know, there's all kinds of amazing things you can bid on. You know what the, one of the highest things was? The one of the highest winning items: two tickets to the final live uh, show of American Idol. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's kind of like. Pathetic. Well, actually, it's great because now I know next year just got to get more of that crap and we'll raise more money. So anyway, no, so, I, our audience isn't that uh, isn't the same. Our audience is getting by, unlike that audience. Trust me. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate everyone uh, indulging and in, and uh, letting us do the show on Monday. Uh, and the, the sole reason for that is we did it last year and I did it from the hotel and the connectivity sucked and it was hard getting the show uploaded and we're getting kicked out of the room and, you know, the, the, I remember getting kicked out of the room. That was a good one. Right. And the thing is on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Curry. Wow. That almost sounded like it was here. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, I don't have enough time to prep and there's, there's so much going on. I was extremely wrong, though. Wow, was I was I off the mark? Oh, did I write it in the book? Yeah, well, you don't have to write it in the book. You can cross it off. I thought we were, for sure, I thought we were going to get a referendum in Greece, and it would be rigged. Instead, we got a new prime minister and a whole new government. This is interesting. Of course, uh, I went to go look up our... So, so, what happened, so instead of the slaves of Greece getting a chance to actually say, no, we don't want these... Uh, Austerity measures, which is, I think, another word for slavery. Instead of that, uh, let's just make uh, a government, uh, a new government, that you, and you won't be able, you didn't vote on this government, you Greek friends. And listen to the guy they put in charge, Lucas Papademos. Have you um, done any investigation on our friend Lucas? No. Lucas what did, you, what did you find out? Well, let's see. Um, Lucas Demetrius Papademos. As a former vice president of the European Central Bank, that's one, currently serving as a visiting professor of public policy at the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University, <laughs> a fine Greek school, he attended the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, gaining a degree in physics in 1970, a master's degree in electrical engineering in 1972, and a doctorate in economics in 1978. He followed an academic career at Columbia University, where he taught economics from 75 to 1984. Again, another fine Greek school. He served as the senior economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. <laughs> and uh, after leaving the Bank of Greece, where he also served, he became the vice president to Jean-Claude Trichet at the European Central Bank. And here's my favorite. Since 1998, he's been a member of the Trilateral Commission. <laughs> 
That's a drinking club. This is great. So, this is like, just make every banker should be a prime minister. It's perfect. Who cares so, anymore? So what you actually were predicting, which was that the uh, Greeks were in the pocket of the United States... Uh, is actually it's actually true. Apparently, wasn't enough in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see through it far enough. Yeah, and then I start looking at you know what other bankers have just moved into new spots. This Mario Draghi guy, the the head of the uh, the new head of the European Central Bank, he used to be at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, hello, Europe, your own and run by the banks, and you didn't vote them in. They just showed up. Congratulations to y'all, everybody. That's just great. So funny. Definitely funny. So uh, we had the big G20 over the weekend, and uh, I was watching some, uh, someone sent me a link to a French like comedy news program, but they actually they got a quote from Obama, two quotes from Obama that we didn't see or hear over here. And this one, it may be a little hard to hear, so I'll, I'll after I play it, it's just very, very short. So Obama's sitting down. It's it's like kind of one of those press things where the whole table is filled with all the douchebags. And they, they ask him, you know, so what are you going to do while you're here in Cannes, Mr. President? And they ask that in, in kind of like French accent, of course. What are you going to uh, uh, Barack Obama, what are you going to do when you are here in Cannes? Ce matin pour la réunion, tendons l'oreille. Do you hear that? Yeah, so he's going to go see some movies. Yeah, I'm hoping to go see some movies. <laughs> what, does he think he's at the film festival? Yeah, hey, wait a minute. This isn't the fa- this is not the film festival? That's not okay. <laughs> what? 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 Hey, 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 Valerie, Valerie, you told me this was going to be the film festival. Where's Clooney? There's no movies what? here at all. Where's Clooney? And then he, he does a speech next to Nicolas Sarkozy. That's how you've got to pronounce it. Sarkozy. And he slams the guy. Did you see this? No. Oh, it was great. Here, listen. Uh, and finally, uh, I want to make mention that this is our first meeting since the arrival of the newest Sarkozy. Uh, and so I want to congratulate Nicola uh, and Carla on the birth of Julia. Uh, and I informed Nicola on the way in uh, that I am confident uh, that Julia inherited uh, her mother's looks rather than her father's. <laughs> Uh, which uh, <laughs> the crowd was like, I keep which I think is uh, an excellent thing. <laughs> it's an and, excellent uh, so butthead. He's an excellent thing. It's an excellent thing that he's not like that ugly f. We share uh, one of the greatest challenges and blessings of life is looking ugly. You know the thing is, is that I don't know if Obama realizes this, but Sarkozy. Thinks he's good looking. I know this is. Uh, he's got the hot babe. I, I know it's like uh, uh, Sarkozy sitting there, like, hey, you look at your, uh, hey, have you look at your your accessory, bitch. <laughs> it's like, wow. Butts between our two women. It was like that's that was pretty outrageous. Yeah, it's just it's like it's not. Okay, well, some idiot in the in the White House Someone staff obviously thought thought this it was, was funny. Either that or, or Obama yeah. actually thought it. He wrote wrote his own material. No, 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 no. He didn't write his own material. Please. Now they've changed so much staff that there's a new writer in. But it kind of bombed. And there was a little bit of a. I would think. A little bit. You just called the the French guy ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Good work. Good work. Yeah. They talk about Bush making gaffes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Why don't just puke on him? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the other Bush. Uh, well, there you go, Bush, Bush. Uh, there was some serious talk, though. Haiku Herman came out, and, uh, of course, uh, we now know, as as we've discussed on the program many times, because we read the documents, that the Troika, the IMF, the uh, European Starfleet Command, and the European Central Bank uh, will be uh, performing surveillance on Italy. So they're going to be boots on the ground surveilling to make sure that there's no bunga bunga parties that aren't accounted for. And uh, and so the question was posed to Haiku Herman. It's like, hey, aren't you like... Uh, Aren't you like uh, a dictator? We haven't put Italy in a corner, not at all. They proposed them themselves uh-huh. to invite the International uh, Monetary yeah. Fund. Yes, for tea. Come by for the International Monetary Fund for tea. To make that kind of monetary. And we decided already in oh. the European Council. A Starfleet Command. On the monitoring by the European Commission, which is the most fundamental one. Yes. So there is... The, all the discussions we had with the Italian authorities was in a very serene atmosphere. Did he say, I think he, he meant serene, but it came out like Syrian, which is like, mm, okay, all right, Syrian atmosphere. Not in an atmosphere of diktat imposing them something. Not in an atmosphere of diktat imposing. <laughs> it's not like that. Not, 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 not. No, it was in an, an atmosphere of cooperation enhancing the credibility of the program. Oh. The situation of Italy is totally different than the situation compared to the, the situation in Greece. Yes, because they have a bunga bunga parties. Totally different. Yes, bunga bunga in Italy, no bunga bunga in Greece. So uh, it, it just continues to be a shambles over there. <laughs> it's great. It's really, really great. And then uh, Uncle Joe... I guess uh, Obama was too busy with the, uh, you know, flying back from uh, from the Cannes Film Festival. So Joe had to do the uh, the weekly address. And uh, and of course, Joe does what he does best. Uh, he's out there campaigning, trying to get some college kids to vote for him. Hi, this is Joe Biden. Hey, everybody. I'm speaking to you from the University of Pittsburgh, where I just spoke to students here about uh, what we've done to help ease the burden on them when it comes to the rising cost of tuition. If they vote for me. And the accumulated student debt. And what we're going to do to help create jobs when they graduate. If they vote for me. You know, today we found out we've had the 20th month in a row where we've increased private sector jobs. (laughs) How can he be bragging about that? That is not, uh, yeah, you lost 100000 because you need to create at least a quarter million a month. No, one fifty. Oh, really? Well, he's, so yeah, one fifty is the baseline. So they still lost the 50000 50, easy. Yeah, because yeah. they got 80,000 new jobs and right. they needed one fifty. so they're, they're still, they're getting, the it's hole. getting worse. In the hole. It's government math. It's different than what you and I use. 104000 this month, 104,000 private sector jobs. But as all of you know, that's not nearly enough. No. We have to increase the pace. Yeah. We have to act now to ah. do everything in our power. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. It's no, no. You know the meme, John. Come on now. Say it with me now. What's the meme? I forgot. I, don't, I, don't, no, I have a great way of forgetting memes. It's all right. It's coming up. Keep this economy moving and to grow jobs. President Obama is on his way back from France. France. Where he just met with the leaders of the 20 largest economies in the world. <laughs> and watch the where movies. Where he urged our European friends to step up and stabilize their own economies. Because if they fail, it will affect the whole world. <gasps> Too many Americans are still struggling. Too many college students here at the University of Pittsburgh and elsewhere are worrying about the rising cost of their tuition and the increasing accumulation of debt. Stop rising it. Yeah, exactly. Well, vote for me, otherwise you'll die. No, the meme, John, is we can't wait. Well, 
we think everybody should pay their fair share. And that's why we added a small surtax on the first dollar after a person makes his first million dollars. Oh, what? To pay for it. Yeah. After you make your first million, then you got to pay a little extra. It seems okay. fair yeah. to us. It's, it's fair. It's a small price to pay to put hundreds of thousands of people back to work. Yeah. So How's that going to put anyone back to work? Well, the government jobs. They, they, oh, yeah. It's, the, it's the government jobs. Yeah. Can't wait. We can't wait we for can't Congress wait. to start acting wait. responsibly. We can't wait. We can't wait. That's why the president's begun to use his executive power. Now, this is very interesting because this comes back in another clip that I had right after this. He's starting to use, so we can't wait. Now, listen to what he's saying. We can't wait. That's why the president is starting to use his executive power, i.e. king-like emperor powers. And making announcements like one that will put hundreds of thousands of people will be able to go and refinance their homes from one. the 6% interest they're paying to 4%, which okay. what the rate is now. Right. That would save them $2,000 a year. Woo. That's why the president announced that beginning next year, no student will have to pay back more than 10% of their discretionary income toward their student debt. He also announced new regulations regarding prescription drugs to prevent price gouging. Which is patently untrue, as we uh, discussed. And there's oh, more yeah. to come. More to come. Uh, more to come. Hey, stay tuned. More gouging? Yeah, I guess so. If Congress won't join us. We're going to continue to act on our own. Hey, so if Congress won't join us, we're just going to act on our own, like kings. To make the changes that we can to bring relief to middle class families and those aspiring to get into the middle class. Mm. Look, it's simple. Look. We refuse to Look. take no for an answer. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. We know these steps taken alone are not going to solve all of our problems, but they will make a difference in the lives of millions of American families. Right. So uh, we can't wait. So they're, they're pulling out this whole, the, the, the whole WhiteHouse.gov is just filled with we can't wait. We can't wait banners at the top. It's all we can't wait. We can't wait. Screw Congress. Screw the system. We can't wait. Now they have this woman, Nancy Ann DeParle. She should be a Hummer, but she doesn't quite do it. She sent out an email blast, which I received, If you're, uh, which has nothing to do with, I don't think, with what WhiteHouse.gov should be communicating. I don't think I got that blast. I'm on the mailing Well, list I got now. it twice, so maybe I got yours. Nancy Ann DeParle. Nancy Ann DeParle says, we can't wait. I, I edited down her statement. What, just, what's the, uh, what, what is, who did it come from? What was, I want to do a search and see if I have it. Nancy Ann. Nancy? Nancy, <laughs> Nancy Ann DeParle. D- Nancy D E. I just need Nancy Ann. That should do it. Yeah, it's a D E P A R. Oh, there it is. November fourth. You tell me. Yeah, you tell me. We can't wait. You tell me. <laughs> you want to read through it, or uh, when President Obama says that we can't wait, can't wait, put Americans back to work. He's not just talking about the White House. He's talking about all of us. We can't wait. Can you wait? That, that we is everyone. So here's her her chop down statement, uh, which is exact. This is the whole message. We can't wait. Screw the government. We're taking care of it. Hi, my name is Nancy Ann DeParle, DeParle. and I'm the Deputy Chief of Staff for Policy and a Senior Advisor to President Obama. We can't wait for Congress to pull it together to try to help solve these problems. To take- but the we and we can't wait doesn't just include those of us who work here at the White House. It includes everyone, and that's why we're asking for your help. Let me give you some examples of the kinds of things we've done so far. All right. Last week, we took action to make it easier for families to refinance their mortgages yep. and for okay. graduates to repay their student loans. Ooh, yes. The president also announced steps to put veterans back to work and to help U.S. businesses create jobs and strengthen their competitiveness in a global economy. Very good. 
On Monday, the president directed the FDA to take steps to prevent shortages of critical drugs. Yeah. And on Tuesday, the president designated Fort Monroe in Virginia as a new national monument. Yeah, An action- that'll help. <laughs> He's just doing whatever he wants to do. That's it. It's just done. It's just it, it, everyone's going to be, yeah, we, we can't wait. You know, I'm so glad that the president's finally doing some something here. He's taking leadership and just uh, avoiding the entire process. With an executive order, you can just do whatever you want, I guess. This woman's doing well for herself. DePaul, DePaul, DePaul has drawn criticism for her lucrative service on corporate boards after her tenure in the Clinton administration. <laughs> uh, it was reported she was paid more than $6 million and served as the director of half a dozen companies that faced federal investigations, whistleblower lawsuits, and other <laughs> regulatory actions. Excellent. So she's on Boston Scientific Accredo Health, Inc., Cerner Corp, Davida Guidance, Medco Health Solutions, Specialty huh. Labs, and yeah. Triad Hospital. She's a managing director of CCMP Capital. Huh. Well, isn't that interesting? Shadow yeah. Puppet Theater. Welcome, Nancy so, uh, Ann DeParle, senior senior advisor. They won't let uh, Hummers into uh, those big companies. So. Um, so I'm watching 60 Minutes, and they had uh, that old, uh, that famous lobbyist who got thrown in jail, uh, Abram, Bra- Abram oh, Hoff. And he yeah, mentioned something yeah. to me, which I think applies to what we're talking about here. Uh, he mentioned that, and he gave it a specific example of some bill that had a writer that was just this, you know, we agreed to repeal Section 3.3-45 of such and such repealing such and that. It was just a bunch of bullshit, yeah. and it was like maybe three sentences. Right. And, and that writer turned out to be legalizing gambling someplace. New York probably because they just but opened their casino. Back and you had to research this, and then you yeah. had to go back step after step to figure out what this really was, and everyone just signed off on it. Yeah, but that's, because, that, that's what's so beautiful. This is what I love about the Internet, and that's what I love doing is I get these things, I read through them, and I go and search for right. all that stuff, and you find it. It's not that hard to do. No, and that which brought to point to me is that what's wrong with the staffs of these congressmen that they're not bringing – that they don't do any work at all? I guess. No. They do no work at all. Okay. No. So now I'm wondering about this thing going on that you're just talking about, which is uh, we can't wait. Uh-huh. And I've got the bill, and I've been looking. It's 165 pages. You mean the American Jobs Act? Yeah. Yeah. There has yeah. got to be something in there that is so important to pass. Oh, that I like that. an obfuscation for that one thing, like this casino thing that was that Abramson or Abramhoff talked about. Right. Right. Uh, and now I think it's going to be a little easier to figure out what it is. If he's going to start throwing things in as executive orders, what he's going to do is going to be like one of those mysteries where, you know, uh, like a law and order where, they, where five people are shot and it turns out there was, that the four of them were just to draw attention away from the fifth guy who was right. the one that was a hit on. Right. So there's something in this. There is something. Well, I, I, well I can remember some of it. Um uh, one is a couple billion dollars for high-speed rail. That was in there. So he has yeah, to do that. But he has to do that for Buffett because he promised that. Yeah. Uh, then so a the, lot of stuff, that, a lot of rules and regulations, FCC. By the way, and people should go get this bill. You can download it. It's a, there's it's nothing about the show this. Is a, there's no jobs in this bill. This is bull crap. Well, no, that's not true. The jobs that are in the – remember that he had free slaves? You could get uh, free slaves. Yeah, you can get a free intern. <laughs> free you know, slaves and – and um, who the government will pay for. Yeah, that, which is interesting. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to get me some. 
I wouldn't mind having a few slaves. I got some cleaning to do. You know, uh, <laughs> you got cleaning to do. I got to sort papers. Yeah, come on. Hey, we need a slave to clean up John. No, I'm sorry. We need a phalanx of slaves to clean up John's office. Hmm. There was also the uh, the cheap way for banks to buy homes for nothing. Remember that? Like free loans. This got to be for the maybe for the bankers because I know that they're stuck with these tax bills that they don't want to pay. Yeah. So that maybe get them off the hook on the property taxes. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean I think it's I think by forcing his hand, the Republicans apparently went completely into uh, you know this last week they decided to just talk about the the upholding the motto in God we we trust which was essentially a form of a filibuster to the so they get to the end of the week so they could go on vacation. They're on vacation this week. Yeah. Nah, nice job if you can get it. So, uh, so they, it forces Obama's hand to pull these executive orders, and I think maybe that's what this is all about: is to stall him to see what, because he'll reveal it when he puts executive order. Probably about the fifth or sixth one will be the thing. It'll that be we're the one. About. We'll be like, oh, of course, that's the. Well, you know what? I I will make a commitment to reread the AJ, the American Jobs Act, and uh, and see if I can find it. I think the slaves is a good one, though. I think everyone's we're, you know everyone wants a slave. Yeah, but that can't be. <clears throat> that there's no rush. I mean, what, what's the rush? Is well, we got to do this now? We got to pass this bill. Pass this bill. You know, we must act. We must do this. We must. We know we have to. Uh, we can't wait. <laughs> it right. just seems to me that there's some reason for rushing, and so now he's panicked. It's got to be probably something before the end of the year has to happen, and it's going to have to be done with an executive order, which will reveal more easily what the pro- what the thing is, because it could be buried. That we, you know, I could have read the bill, and it could be one of these crazy things like Abramhoff talked about, which is just some reference hmm. that you just gloss over. Hmm. Well, I think it was uh, episode three three eight that uh, that we looked at the American Jobs Act, and uh, I'm pretty sure if you go to 338.nashownotes.com that you can get the uh, uh, the bill from there. And uh, I'll, I'll put another link to it, uh, to the PDF in the in the show notes for today so we can and find I, it. And believe me, I've also done searches on people who try to go over this stuff, and no, and I haven't found any analysis that's oh, please. just all vague. It's uh, too, we're, we're better than that. We're better yeah, than that. Yeah, there's nobody analysis. doing anything. It's just pathetic. We're better than that, man. All right, so um, now we'll we'll look into it. But I, I I think your assessment is probably right on. There's uh, there's something there that we just haven't seen yet. We just haven't we just haven't caught it. Yeah, well, we will. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, run, but you can't hide. That's right. That's right. Because we are the best podcast in the universe. So while we're the best podcast in the universe, we probably should thank our. Uh, three executive uh, producers for today's show. Yes, let's do that. Uh, and we have one from, I don't know if I have a note. Did we get a note from Oscar Nadal, who is our executive producer, who came in with 333.33? No, I didn't see anything. No, from, he's in Tijuana. Uh, maybe they won't let the correspondence go across the river. But I want to thank Oscar <laughs> for uh, becoming the executive producer. I also want to just, I know he didn't, put it in to be executive producer but uh i want to put baron von Pelsmachers yeah uh, in as executive producer although what he would actually did was uh one two three four palindromes yeah <laughs> and with that he's created three knighthoods and he came up with a, a kind of a nice idea 
doing an 11-11-11 sweepstakes. And the idea is with his uh, three palind- his four palindrome donations today, with the ones he already did, because he had uh, one, two, three, four, five, and he had a couple others. No, wait a minute. That wasn't the palindrome. Which ones did he have? One, one, three, one, 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 four, one, one, right. one, one, five, one, 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 six, one, right. one, 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 seven, one, one. Right. So now he's, uh, his, he, he, with this, he's created three additional knighthoods. And he wants us on uh, the 13th show, on the November 13th, because, of course, the 11-11-11 falls on this Friday. He wants us to pick three 11-11 donors, regardless whether it's 111-11 or 11-11 or 11-11-11-11-11-11, and uh, crown them knights. Uh, courtesy of Baron Stephen von Pelsmacher's in uh, in Gitmo Nation, Brussels Sprouts. Who has the uh, ability to create knights at will, apparently. Could you imagine being that powerful? <laughs> you think Zuckerberg's powerful, man. Yeah, Von Pelsmacher's has got the Zuckerberg beat. Hell yeah. He's like, ah, oh, when so I get up in the that? morning, I create knighthoods. So you want to do that on Thursday show, or do you want to just push it till, uh, Let's not, because... Well, push, no, and until after. To Sunday? To Sunday? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because everyone has, still has a chance to donate on 11-11, because I know a lot of people actually want to donate uh, on a, a combination of 11-11 at 11-11 on the 11th of the 11th of 2011. They'll probably bring down PayPal. <laughs> Anonymous has got nothing on us. Darcy blows. That's right. Well, that'd be cool. So, uh, okay, and then we have a third... Do we have a third executive producer? Or did you? No, we have two. No, we have no. We have two executive producers and two associate executive producers. Okay. Uh, and one is uh, Vile Meloni, I guess would be the pronunciation from Helsinki. Uh, John and Adam, I've been listening to your show since two thousand eight. I discovered Noah Jenna was on sick leave and had nothing to do. Somehow, I accidentally managed to find your show on the podcast menu. My then cutting edge E seventy one. You know, that's right. That's, uh, I think it was uh, Wonderhelm uh, who put us, somehow got us into the podcast directory on the Nokia platform, which is probably yeah. still there, actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, give Nokia some karma. If you feel like it, they could use it. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, a, shot. <laughs> yeah. a big shot of karma. You've got karma. It's too bad they never really, you know, got the good smartphones because, you know, I always liked their phones. I, I use the no, E71 the, 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 a lot. The, the hardware was very, is very yeah, nice. Battery life, hardware, E71 is still a good, good phone. Yeah, yeah. After a couple, it's old. After a couple of shows, I was hooked. The only downside being the stitches on my stomach, <laughs> which could barely take it. But what really hit me was Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak together. I remember Adam from television when I was a teenager, Music Box, then later MTV. But after I had no clue what was going on in his career, as and John, as an IT journalist, tech geek guru, his columns are familiar to me in many IT magazines. But what on earth were Adam and former VJ and John, the IT journalist, doing together, and why? <laughs> And we well, still we, don't have the answer. We don't know the answer to that. <laughs> we haven't well, figured it three out. Three years and a few hundred episodes later, I know, and oh boy, am I happy that Axel Rose got Adam fired from <laughs> Headbangers Ball <laughs> that even remotely helped Adam become the podfather and start No Agenda. I've donated earlier and have gotten at least one other person. That, <laughs> one other one, person. One. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm cut off here, so. Well, I'm, I'm happy. Thank you, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> Axel. Thank you, Axel Rose. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Waugh in uh, Otorohanga, which I don't know where that is because I don't have the second thing to it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, $220. And that, by the way, uh, Vile uh, Miloni was a $222.22 in this $220. In the morning, gentlemen, I'd just like to say thanks once again for the continued thought-provoking entertainment you provide with every episode. Can I also ask for a karma shout-out to my darling wife, Jill, for her upcoming job interview? Yeah, well, absolutely. Hold on. I've got a special karma for her. That's one hot milk, baby. You've got karma. <laughs> I love it when our... Uh, our producers get their kids to say things like MILF. It's so good. Let's play that, that again. <laughs> Did you, you didn't hear it? <laughs> it's, it was it was actually kind of distorted. It played just by itself. Okay, hold on a second. Here we go. <laughs> That's one hot MILF, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he said a hot male. No, that's one hot MILF, baby. <laughs> yeah. Kids cute. like eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get, we got to get more kids to say stuff. There you go. You know, the funniest thing I've always wanted to do is to go to a school and, and you know, tell them, you know, that you do these audio things and get, a, like, a whole classroom of, like, first graders to say different things because a whole group of kids saying in, in chorus, you know, various sayings and comments is hilarious. It just sounds hilarious. And I, you know... So if anyone's got a school, a school full of kids, we, we mic up. Let me give you a little example of what that might sound like. In the morning. In the morning. <laughs> ding. Ding. Hot pockets. All aboard. All aboard. Frankie. Play the bag. <laughs> Adios. Adios, mofos. <laughs> Still my favorite. Now, do you have any kids? Because that was Rick Perry, right? Yeah. <laughs> In the morning. You can host the show next year. So, uh, anyway, we want to thank the, the executive producers for uh, supporting this show and want to welcome anyone else to become an executive producer. It's quite easy. Go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, noagendashow.com. Click on the donate button and noagendanation.com where you can also pick up a mug or a uh, t shirt that says slave. And there's a donation button there, too. It'll take you to different sites. Some of the sites we know, for example, Korea doesn't like Dvorak.org for some reason. And we, and at least some ISPs, and it becomes a problem. But it's not that we have a lot of Koreans that are donating to the show. Uh, that could well, be the reason. We got a couple. And we do have a couple. Yeah. I'm just uh, putting in the American Jobs Act PDF into today's show notes. Uh, that is 354.nashownotes.com. And, uh, yes, thank you to our uh, executive producers and associate executive producers. Uh, your support is kindly welcome. These are real credits, of course. You, If you have anywhere you want to put them on uh, your business card, uh, credit card, that's where credits look good, or your IMDB, you can put it in there. Unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we will actually vouch for you if someone questions your cont- contribution uh, to the program. And, again, as John said, just to program your brain. org. Slash we need all the help we can get. Now, of course, there is something you can do even on this Monday, which is propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. New world order. Hey, North Korea. I almost forgot we have uh, three PR initiatives I just wanted to mention. Uh, these are uh, generally, uh, these are uh, domain names at forward to noagendashow.com. 
Uh, this is from uh, see Peter. He says uh, he's forwarding OccupyGitmoNation dot com to uh, NoAgendaShow dot com, which is nice. SlaveGuider dot com and FastLearning dot info forwarding to the show site and the dot end of inter dot net also end of inter dot net, which uh, is probably appropriate. I don't know if it's going to it'll get a lot of SEO juice, but uh, <laughs> certainly. And I've got an exciting thing coming up. Um, one of our producers out there, I, I, he sent me the, the PDF, but I'm not, he, he wants to do a premium offer. He does, uh, he has a website where you can download PDFs. You pay for them. It's like, you know, a couple bucks and you can fold stuff out of the, you know, you cut it, you cut out whatever's on the, on the, once you've printed it out, you cut it out and then you fold it and then it becomes like a thing, right? It's like, uh, origami only, uh, for different objects. And he's created a no agenda drone. That uh, yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> and it's yeah, it has all the lettering and everything on it. So uh, probably by Thursday show, uh, he'll have that up, and it'll be a premium item you can purchase from his website. A uh, portion of those proceeds, of course, going to noagendashow dot com and uh, create your own no agenda drone, which I think is uh, nice. I'll have to get one of those myself. Yeah, it's a project. Can't wait to fold. It'll be good. My daughter kind of got into a little origami. She also makes us, she went out of her way to, uh, and she probably would do this, I'd give it to her. Uh, she makes, she went, did a lot of research online for paper planes, and she makes one, she makes a paper plane. That really that works? Just, I mean, like, really works. Yeah. Like, if you throw it off the porch, it goes for, like, about a half a mile. Wow. I mean, but it's really elaborate. It's got little flaps, and it's got, it's just, it's, I, it's, <laughs> it's too much work to actually make. I just you know do the three folds and make a kind of a, a dart. Having seen uh, the uh, pictures of the no agenda drone, not thinking it's going to fly very far. <laughs> Un- <laughs> uh, it's unmotorized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going to fly too far. Speaking of which, uh, folding. I'm just going to transition this into envelopes. Um, a lot of people emailed me this uh, video, and I'm sure you received it as well. It probably went some version of viral in case you didn't see this uh it, it so solidifies what we're always talking about how news is not news in the gitmo nations all over gitmo nation not just here in the united states um and how essentially one n- news feed uh, is is news everywhere regardless of how stupid it is and it's exactly identical this is the conan o'brien thing you saw this yeah play it so just to set up, because I, I didn't want to put the whole setup in there, uh, Conan O'Brien is going to uh, wed a gay couple on the air. And uh, so they send out a press release, I presume. And uh, they had a little montage of all the local news stations in the United States and how they uh, uh, reacted uh, to this news. Talk show host Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be able to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on his late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the 
envelope on late night TV. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope once again on late night TV. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien is looking to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night TV. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be about to push the envelope on late night television. Conan O'Brien may be preparing to push the late night envelope. (laughs) So... I thought it was great. Of course, uh, we would have had a very different response. I have to say, Andy Richter's uh, punchline was the best ever. God bless. We, we've got to. God bless our media. we got to get an envelope. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> but uh, I like yeah. the way some of people, some of the people <coughs> punch it up a little different. One oh, or yeah. two change the wordage. This obviously was right in the press release. People just read right from it. We know this. They do this on the newspapers. Uh, same thing. And uh, generally speaking, uh, you know, John Stewart deconstructs this. In other words, you can figure out where the news is coming from. But this is the first good example of somebody overtly pushing the news out and then bringing back the stories exactly as written. Well, the good news uh, about this, John, is that, of course, when the media is so replicable, um, it's extremely hackable. So once you get you know a good meme out there, which has a a message in it, it, they'll just repeat it. So that's kind of the good news. We just have to figure out how to how to. We can't even crack the podcast awards, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Those things, like somebody pointed out, that's a that should have been called the bot awards. You know, I was so sad. They were supposed to announce it, at, and I I like uh, Todd and everything. You know, the guy who puts that together. He seems like a nice guy. He's actually a donor. Uh, but you know, he's like, yeah, we'll announce the show at one thirty, and you know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It's like four thirty, is still no, you know, it's like okay, yeah, whatever. And then the the gaming podcast wins, yeah, all right, okay, for for best political podcast, I think. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah. So anyway, um, one of the things that since we do the show on Monday, I decided to watch early Sunday morning TV. Ah, I did the same. Interesting. Well, so I got to catch a few interesting, uh, I saw a trend that's a dead end, but I thought it was interesting, and I watched a couple of TV uh, cartoon shows. And, <laughs> Good. Did you get clips from the cartoons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And uh, then I, uh, I but the, the one that got me, the kind of caught my attention, first of all, there's a lot of, car, uh, lot, the jingle, the world of jingles is alive and well. Ah, in, you don't say. In the morning. The reels. Yeah, well, let's play a couple of these. These are commercials that uh, I don't think are going to make us commercial. But one of the this one is is kind of a I within this commercial is the Hey Hey Moxie Girl commercial where this girl's got a little walking horse. I mean, this little doll. It's a doll with a walking horse, and then they show the horse kissing the girl. And I thought that that was a bit of bestiality the way they did that, and I thought it was a, interesting uh, that they would get away with it. But play that one, and we'll talk about it. Hey, 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 Moxie girls, off to the stable, and now let's ride. So Fina with Cricket by her side. Hey, 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 Moxie girls. She loves to talk. Moxie horses really walk. Don't we look cute? Being 
people each sold separately. Well, clearly it's uh, to train girls to like Hillary Clinton. There was lots of clippity-clop in there. <laughs> it was. I heard just clip-clop, clippity-clop. That. That's a good one. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop. And, and there's sound effects, but this is like a tribute to Jeff uh, Smith. Smith. Yeah, right, and by the way, this is, this is what uh, you should be hearing on television. If you see something, say something. I mean, that's no better or worse than the Moxie Girl commercial. Oh, no, that's actually better. Yeah, it's, thank it's, you. It's catchier. So then they, the one I ran into this one, which was... Uh, a commercial for Olivia, some doll or something, and and it's selling a dollhouse. And I don't know about you, but <laughs> when did little girls all of a sudden say "arg" and want to be pirates? <laughs> Hi, I'm Olivia, and this is my house. It opens to so many rooms. What would be really great is if it were a pirate ship. Wow, it flipped into a pirate ship. Arg, where's me telescope? Ahoy, matey! Bedtime, Olivia. Arg, the new Olivia 2-in-1 playset with 23 play pieces. It's adventure to go. Olivia, it's her world. Welcome to it. Uh, well, that is very obvious. That is another uh, plug for Hillary Clinton. You know, we Not came, Harry. we saw, he died. Har! <laughs> I Where's love it. Where's me telescope? Where's me telescope? Where's he? Well, I'll tell you where I found a commercial too, John. All right. Yeah, here we go. It's the cradle of life. It's the center of civilization. Men have fought for it. Died for it. One might say it's the most powerful thing on earth. What could it be? What is the most powerful thing on earth, John? Hillary Clinton. Close. Huh. So come on, ladies. Show it a little love. Cleansing wash and cloths from Summer's Eve. Hail to the V. <laughs> what? Hail to that the V. The commercial was for soap? For a vaginal wash, a douchebag, oh. if you will. Is it a douchebag commercial? Good yeah. catch. Hail to the V. There you go. It's all part of our vagina extravaganza on television. Hail to the V. You had hail to the foot. Now it's hail to the V. You know, I, this stuff still doesn't work like a good jingle. No, I mean, you should, if you see something, wash something. I mean, they got to do something better. With this yeah, hail no, to the V. Catchy. Try the, I got another short one. I had to cut this one down because it was a little too long. It was like a two-minute commercial. For I happy. can see Jeff Smith going right now. Oh, I can't. I got to make a vagina commercial. Happy Napper song. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, boy. They are happy. Happy They go from a comfy pillow to a lovable friend with a simple zip, pop, and squeeze. They'll play with you all day. Then you can tuck them inside to sleep the night away. They are happy, happy nappers. They'll make all your dreams come true. You can uh, log on it. What is this? They'll make all your dreams come true. Bull crap. The Where's happy the nappers. Here, here, here's what'll make your dreams come true. If you smell something, rinse something. Ah, my so, goodness! Jingles. Happy are just... napper is a convertible pillow that turns into a stuffed animal, and then it it folds up into a pillow. Nice. 
Happy nappers. Well, at okay. least the jing- we're, we're, we have led this charge, John. We have shown the world that jingles are the way to program people's brains. Dvorak.org slash N-A. We know it's working. What else you got? So, uh, well, I, I, I just <laughs> Don't I was tell flipping me. around, so I turned in. I ended up uh, while watching all these crazy things. I ran into a staff meeting at the New York Times where they're talking about doing celebrity news and how they're going to go about it. It was what? very interesting to Wait, me. A yeah, staff, what is staff it? meeting is at like, the New York Times deciding to do celebrity news. Is this like TMZ or something now all of a sudden? Uh, it's a staff this is meeting. hard. <laughs> Too bad there aren't any movie stars living around here. <laughs> yeah, that'd make a great story. And you know, there is a star who lives around here. Who? Catrice Clare. Who? Well, she's not a star star. But she helped you make up for a car commercial last year. That's practically a star. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I knew there was going to be one of those. You always do that to me. And 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 the follow up when they finally get down to the investigative part, the uh, New York Times meeting continues with the New York Times meeting with investigative reporters, which is the second clip. Uh, I don't see. It's there. It's under "In God We Trust." Wrapped him onto a week's vacation. Oh, well, thanks. How am I supposed to guess that it's one? It's one, Gentlemen two, three, New York four, four five, six, seven, eight. Thank you, down. Mr. Speaker. This one? I've listened to no. this. this- <laughs> what are you talking no, about? New York Times meeting with investigative reporters. Oh, crap. Hold on. I never heard of any movie stars living around here. Well, duh. That's what makes it an ultra secret. Who is this person? Yeah, what's her name? Uh, sorry, you can't say. Yeah, she made us promise not to tell who she was. Oh, I think I know who it is. You do? Lucy DiCarlo, right? Oh, yeah, Lucy DiCarlo, right. Can we see where she lives? No, we promise to respect her privacy. Right, a reporter's word is important. I'm impressed with your skills as investigative journalist. So what's your next big news story? Oh, just wait and see. Yeah, it's going to top this one by a mile. Come on, tell us. Was this another one of these undercover videos at Jay Rosen's uh, <laughs> yeah, class at J School? Yeah. It was the yeah. exact. It was uh, yeah. Bill Keller. Was the yeah. <laughs> was the and then there was a couple of these journalists, the investigative reporters in the uh, Times. All right, all right. So anyway, no, more, so no, more, no, more, called, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. No more. There is no more. I don't have any more. Good. This is a show called Horseland, and it's had these these two girls who were f- reporters for the school paper, or whatever, and they were they were also bloggers, and they started making stories up. And it was very. It was actually one of the funnier things I've ever seen on television. Even though it seemed to me to be tr- uh, marginalizing the whole news. Uh, news as it exists. Or, I think it was a it was a piece of brainwashing. Yeah, sure definitely. Or prog- yeah, programming. To, you know, so the kids think that that's real news. Oh, okay, that's how it works. That's what news is. I got it. Now I understand it. I thought it was just not news, but now I understand it's real news. That's possible. It could be. There was an actual movie star in the news uh, this week. Well, news. With uh, Piers Morgan. uh, Brought Ben Stiller on to talk about his coincidentally timed movie, which, of course, totally explains the Occupy Wall Street movement, which he, he's really like, he's angry about it when Pierce Morgan starts saying, well, that's kind of coincidental that your uh, 
your your movie is about douchebags on Wall Street and people getting angry about it. And gee, you couldn't do any better with this promotion. It's also fantastically well timed. Yeah. And if you could have imagined this movie coming out with Occupy Wall Street kicking off all over the the country, it couldn't be better time. We're going to find out now if this is a popular movement or not by your ratings. I guess so. All right. All right. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to do it that way. <laughs> Huh. Oh, what, what, uh, I mean, I feel like uh, the movie is reflective of the situation we're in economically. And when we started working on the movie, it was like that. I didn't even think we were, would still be in the situation. How can he have not thought that? What? What a, what a lie. What is that? That's a lie. Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, we were uh, going to do this movie about something that knew it was going to be completely blow. It would completely blow over by the time we got the movie out, so we'd make no money. Yeah, is was, that what he just said? Really? Yeah, really. Just uh, yeah, we didn't expect that at all. We were making the film, and when the movie came out, we were, I, I didn't know. Right. The plot is basically nice huh. guys get done in by capitalist fat cat greedy git. Yeah, and then seek horrific revenge, which is sort of a timeless concept. Yes, yeah, yeah. and uh, and it does happen to be indicative of, of where we're at now. Is uh, and uh, Alan Alda's in this thing? It's just a, it's like the whole Occupy Wall. You know, they had this movie. They just released it now. That's that's what Ben Stiller won't admit. And yeah, you know, it's not like this movie. Oh, oh, we just finished it. Boy, isn't that coincidental? No. Do we have a wrap date? It's got it's available. We should get a subscription to the. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, because they keep all that information. No, I'm sure you can get that on IMDb. Yeah, they, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, What's I, the name of the movie? Tower Heist. Yeah. Uh, and it's about uh, Alan Alda plays the Wall Street uh, douchebag. Yeah, I can find it right here. I can tell you exactly when this thing was wrapped. Uh, came out in November. Okay, we understand that. Um, I don't have, you need, I guess you need the professional version. All right, thanks, thanks for thanks for nothing. IMDb, you're not helpful. Yeah, we just doesn't have it. No, we uh, got but, the release date, but you know, November fourth. How perfect! But Occupy is. Uh, we already identified what was happening with this. Uh, remember, uh, our guys at Occupy Los Angeles left because uh, they started doing weddings. Well, this of course is now the hot new wedding ticket. Occupy, uh, Occupy uh, Philadelphia. Here we go. That haven't met. Adam and Ali. Adam and Ali. So they're doing the human microphone uh, for the wedding vows. And this, and this, of course, is now the news. Like, yeah, it's great. Go to Occupy Wall Street and get married. So play, here's a, so in Oakland, the old communist herself, Angela Davis, shows up, and she starts yakking about stuff. And then you can see that there's, like, becoming a brainwashing thing because they make him repeat everything. Mm-hmm. But the joke of this one is that as you listen to this Angela Davis thing, she has a mic and amplifier. Hey, but <laughs> By 9 a.m., That's a crowd cool. of thousands had flooded downtown Oakland. That's, uh, I'm sorry, is that the general strike one? No, Angela Davis in Oakland. Yeah. That would make sense, wouldn't it? The day of action was a famous author, activist, and scholar. My name is Angela Davis. My name is Angela Davis. <laughs> it is an honor to be with you today. It is an honor to be with you today. <laughs> As we demonstrate to the government of the city of Oakland. I think we, we should just start this ourselves. 
No Sorry. Agenda Podcast. Come on, chat room. No Agenda yeah. Podcast is the best podcast, is the best podcast in the universe, in the universe. Dvorak.org, Dvorak.org, slash NA, slash NA. It's not, you know, I have to say, though, that it is a, it is a very, very powerful tool if used differently. In Chicago, uh, Scott Walker, who's the, was he, governor of Minnesota? Right? He's the guy. Yeah. yeah, he was talking at some elitist douchebag br- breakfast thing. He had like bankers and the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he gets the dreaded mic check. And it was it was I have to say, it totally screwed these guys. They had no idea how to deal with it. Listen to this: a development corporation, a public private entity, whose sole purpose is promoting commerce in the state of Wisconsin. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. And it just goes on and on, and then you know, like the the moderator comes back on stage and he tries to stop, but they're handing out. You know, there must have been fifty people there, and I think this is a great idea, but you need to do it in Congress at the congressional hearings. Just mic check, mic check, because whenever you scream that, everyone it's like a. Everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. And when you have 50 people screaming the same thing, it's frightening to these elitists. It's scary. You can see them all like, what? What? And and then the guy's like with the mic. He's like trying to override the crowd. No way. It's not happening. That, I think, is a great outcome. It's a very powerful tool if you use it in this way to disrupt disrupt things. It's great. It really works. I love it. So back to Angela Davis. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad you agree. Uh, yeah, I know I do. I think it's a funny idea. We, you brought it up before. You think that somebody should mic check? No agenda. No agenda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mic check. Adam Curry. Adam Curry. John C. Dvorak. John C. Dvorak. The best podcast. The best podcast in the universe. In the universe. So anyway, Angela does this. This you know, call and blah blah blah. It's just like repeat after me is what it's, it's become. But tell me if you can catch the little, it's like, she, she, remember, she's a communist. See if you can catch the little bitty, just a little subtle kind of thing where you kind of answer, but it's not really what she says next, but you, you're already kind of into it. Mm-hmm. Is this, uh, this is the general which, strike thing? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 this is the Angela Davis clip that you. Oh, the one I interrupted? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the real point I'm trying to make is something else. Oh, okay. Today, oh, sorry. was a famous author, activist, and scholar. Now, what am I supposed to be listening we'll, for here? We'll move it up a little bit. So she's she's yakking away, and she starts to say, here's what we want, and here's what we want. And then she starts naming things, and then she okay. drops kind of a bomb in there that you go, oh, wait a minute. But she doesn't pull it. You'll, you'll see, and then we'll talk about it. That we stand in defense of Scott Olson. That we stand. Didn't you want to say free? Yes, housing? I did. I wanted to say free housing. Exactly. Wow. Very nice. Slick. I mean, this is an old commie that's like got all the tricks. 
You know, and she had everybody because when I saw it, that's the first thing that came to mind. Free yeah, free housing. housing. Is the way she did it. I was, in fact, Beautiful. I was ready. I was ready to 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 laugh out loud at it, but it didn't. Oh wow, that is that is real programming right there, huh? Uh, then who is she again? Angela Davis. Look her up. She's an old hack from Berkeley, hmm. the Berkeley area. Then she became a professor or something. But she's, she's you know, an old socialist troublemaker from the 60s. So Michael Moore is uh, getting hammered at this Occupy Wall Street thing. Um, because remember the guy we had who was like, don't you have 50 million? Which, by the way. Of course, the guy doesn't have fifty million in cash. I mean, he's doing he's doing real well. Fifty million in cash, a lot of money. So that's that. Of course, is bullcrap. But now he's getting all all defensive. He's like, "No, I just want you to raise my taxes." And so the guy from uh, Denver, he was in Denver for a book signing. Oh boy! Oh, imagine that. How is that possible? Coincidence? I think not. And then uh, he's got uh, his his goon squad surrounding his uh, SUV. So he doesn't get attacked as he goes to the bookstore. And then he gets out, and then the, the local reporter asks him about the $50 million. Michael, Michael, it's rumored you're worth $50 million. Aren't you part of the 1%? <laughs> Aren't you part of the 1%? I do very well. And how are you helping these people? Because I do well. I want taxes raised on people who do well, including mine. How are you helping these people with your $50 million? I don't have $50 million. That's what it's rumored you're worth. Well, really? Is that what you do, sell rumors? We're asking you the truth. You're just punk media. That's all you are. You lie. You lie. Lie. You lie. Stop lying. Stop lying. Stop lying. What else do you want to say? Are you not part of the 1%? Just don't lie, okay? Just don't lie, okay? I'm not going to ask you a question, you punk media. Punk, punk media, media don't, I like that. Punk media, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Punk I just want to raise my taxes, man. Don't lie. What is that? Well, he is more part of the 1%, which brings me to a, uh, a Bill Maher clip. Oh, boy. Uh, Are you going to piss me off now? No, this is a short clip. The, the one that's going to piss you off is later. Yeah. Uh, Bill Maher on Republicans. I just wanted to comment on this. He, he bitches and moans about this. You know, this. He brings some guy on who is a comic who is supposedly a working class comic. Yeah. And he's, he represents the middle class. And he comes on. And, he, and, and Bill's preoccupied with this. With this. He's obsessed with the with his. He's bewildered by the fact that some working class people vote Republican, and <laughs> then he makes a comment that I just have to say something about, especially with the fact that Michael Moore just talked. Also, I just wanted someone here because we don't have enough people here mm -hmm. on this show who represent Middle America. I agree. So, <laughs> so. You have to explain to me, mm -hmm. because you're the blue-collar guy, right? why the blue-collar people, half of them, vote for the Republican Party. Vote for the party that constantly backs the top 1%. I understand why the 1%, the richest 1%, vote for the Republicans. I don't understand why anybody else does. I really don't. This is... This is such a meme that the Obama White House propagates. Yeah, no, and it's bullshit. Now, yeah. let me ask you. Here's an ask Adam. Yes. The top 1% vote for the Republicans. Do they really? No, they, they vote Democrat. They de let vote me, Democrat. Uh, you, you know the Hursts? Yes. What Hurst in the history of the families, they're all billionaires, votes Republican. No, how about Warren Buffett? How about Warren Buffett? How about Bill Gates? He's like one of the richest men in the world. What does he vote? Democrat. Wait, let's say we, we both uh, jointly know uh, another billionaire, uh, uh, John Doerr. Who's he vote for? Uh, Democratica. 
he's not only votes for him, he's a packager. In fact, uh, uh, Kleiner Perkins is one of the largest Silicon Valley venture firms. The whole, there's only one Republican in the place. That's Ray Lane. Everyone else is a Democrat, and he's like he's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, so where's this one percent of these top all these rich guys? Ask yourself this. Mm. If you're low, if you're a billionaire, why are you voting and promoting the Democrat Party to such an extreme unless it's to, because you're trying to protect your wealth? Obviously, the Democrats do a better job of it. They keep the status quo. They keep the rich in place. They, you know, they keep the poor where they belong. They appeal to the poor <laughs> by promising them a lot of stuff and never delivering anything. And they all buy it because they're idiots. But there, there's I'm not so this is so Mar is is a complete moron to make this assertion. Yeah. Yeah, but this is Don the whole. Dvorak just stated the obvious. Yeah, thank you. Well, this is, but this is the whole meme that the uh, that the administration is propagating. They keep saying, "Oh, Republicans, Republicans, bad." It's like uh, I'm so tired of it. You know, I I wouldn't ro- vote Republican, Democrat. I don't vote for a party. I don't. I, I don't vote for a party. It's not that's. When, is this in the Constitution that we have to have two parties? Does it say anywhere in the Constitution, thou shall have two parties, thou shall vote no, for a party? No, they were worried sick that that was going to happen. And this is exactly what happened. Yeah, well, they were, they, at least they had their eye on the ball. <sighs> I, you know, anytime you want, by the way, yeah. you can play that Happy Napper song again. That is the best <laughs> jingle ever. I'm not going to play the Happy Napper song. No. I don't want to play the Happy Napper song. No. I'd rather play the the V song. No. No. Oh, man. Wow. Hey, I got a quote. I got a good one. Okay. Tom Hartman. I got Tom Hartman nailed. This is exactly Thumb? what he said. I have him on tape. Thom? Thom. Is this from his Russia Today show? or No, from- it looks like they, d- they dumped that show. He's back on his old format. Oh. Let's have more teen suicides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good idea, Thom. <laughs> Way to go, dude. What an idiot. All right, so here's here's what's going on around uh around northern Africa and uh and the the Middle East. Uh there's always something interesting happening. Um actually, uh let's go to Somalia first, not necessarily northern Africa. Thank you, Donnie. Um something I did not know about, you know, we 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 know that Al-Qaeda is, of course, an international organization. We know that we got the number one guy. The number two guy moved up. We got a couple of other number one guys. We got their uh, media information uh, officer. We got, uh, who else did we get? We, you know, they have affiliates. They're, uh, they're expanding. They have franchisees. Franchisees. Yes, they apparently now have a new arm, a medical arm. We are honored and blessed to take this opportunity to send our heartfelt greetings to our brothers and sisters in Somalia. It is under these strenuous circumstances that we remember the role played by our beloved Sheikh, Sheikh Osama bin Laden. May Allah have mercy upon him. This man was introduced as Al-Qaeda's official envoy to Somalia. They have have official envoys now. Al-Shabaab calls him Abu Abdullah Muhajir. Uh-huh. He spoke English with an American accent. Ah, very interesting. English with an American accent. This is the medical arm sending aid to Somalia. They say he's a white American, though there's no way of verifying this. The West's biggest fear is Al-Qaeda establishing a base in Somalia. And here they are. Among the dozens of men, I heard European accents, including English. 
So what is up with Al-Qaeda? They got Americans. They got Brits. Uh, am I confused? Yes, you're totally confused. I thought that these were just horrible terrorists. They seem to be bringing aid to Somalia, and they, they're Americans and Brits. Go figure. How does that work? I don't know. Then we have, of course, the long-awaited International Atomic Energy... Um, what does the, the final A stand for? Association? Agency. Agency. Their assessment, this is, of course, the United Nations organization, their assessment of the uh, nuclear weapons in Iran. And, of course, this is what we've all been waiting for. We've all been waiting for the report, and every and I don't think it's actually going to happen, but everyone's rattling the sabers. Oh, Israel's going to go and bomb Iran because they've got a nuke. They've got a nuke. They've got a nuke. And Condoleezza Rice, who's the, the, another one of the clippity-clop family, she's plugging her book, and she's telling Christiane Anampur on ABC, the Ministry of Truth, that, uh, oh, this is it. Get ready for it. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go get him. In your book, you also write about Iran. The IAEA, the nuclear agency of the UN, this week is about to reveal, apparently, more details showing, apparently, that Iran is... I love how she's apparently, 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 apparently... ...is trying to weaponize. Do you think the United States, the Obama administration, has to ratchet up the confrontation? You talked this week about confronting Iran. Does that involve military confrontation by the U.S.? Well, the United States should certainly make clear that uh, the President of the United States will consider military action uh, if necessary, because yeah. you never want to take that card off the table. Mm. Um, I think there are other ways to confront Iran. Uh, you can confront Iran through uh, even tougher sanctions. And I, also I think we should confront them on X Factor. That's what I think we should do. Bring them bitches on X Factor. We'll show them who's boss. So think, uh, Christian. This is one of the downsides of having our forces out of uh, out of Iraq because ah. uh, we can confront the Iranians in Iraq. So yes, I think it's time to confront the Iranian regime because it's the poster child for state sponsorship of terrorism. Uh, it's trying to get a nuclear weapon. It's repressed its own people. Uh, the regime has absolutely no legitimacy left. Uh, we should be doing everything we can to bring it down and never take military military force off the table. Let's drone them bitches. Why do they always say take the you don't want to take that card off, off the table? Card off the table. What card? Well, we need all these stupid what metaphors. Table? We need the metaphors. What table? What card? You need to make it clear otherwise slaves don't understand what you're talking about. It's got to be What's real. The card? Yeah, it's uh, it's the new card. It's the military card. What's the card doing there? Who printed it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Condoleezza herself. How did a card get on the table? What are we doing with the table? I'm just not following it. <laughs> I don't like the cards at all. So uh, I think everyone, and I'm still trying to figure out why, because whenever Danger Room reports on something, and of course Danger Room was really only, that's uh, Wired Magazine's uh, military page, uh, they of course reprinted basically the story that was in the New York Times about the drones in Pakistan killing children. Killing children. So the reporter, I, 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 wasn't, I think it was an op-ed, actually, uh, made friends with this 12-year-old Tariq who was going to go uh, gather proof that these drones were not just killing uh, uh, terrorists. And he went to go take some pictures, and then he got droned. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's and this is in the New York Times. It's it, it says yeah, right here, which, which is like you know on the other you know right. They're on the right side of things. Uh, the right side of history. The right side of history. And 
Well, I don't know. I don't know why. You, I just asked somebody why uh, this out-and-out out murder is allowed to continue. We're not at war uh, with Pakistan. At the behest of our, the chief of state. I mean, it makes no sense. We're not at war with anyone in Pakistan. We, we've got drones flying around their country, blowing people up. So they have two... It's like gangsters. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. Well, we have two types of drone strikes, apparently. You have the signature strike which essentially is, uh, you know, looks like a bunch of bad guys with, uh, with weapons, which, by the way, is a signature strike is what killed a couple of our own guys. Because, you know, it's, it's just a, I guess it's a biometric signature, or maybe it's just a weapon signature. And then we have uh, the smaller drone, smaller, bigger drone. This is just crazy. You know what? The intelligence community is horny for this stuff. It's like it's like giving them a remote control car for Christmas. They just are jacking off to it. They love it so much, and it's killing children. You don't see any. You don't see the children running out of their homes at night when the drones are circling overhead. You don't see that on television. It's making me puke. It's really, really, really messed up. Well, it's going to make you puke even more when we have the drones over our own population. Yeah, well, we know that's not when. It's, it's, I just haven't seen it yet. Oh. And encouraged by people like Rick Perry. That's right. He wants drones over the border. But I think they're already there. I think they're. Well, I know we know that they're over the Canadian border. But Germany's going to purchase its own drones. Uh, right now, they're leasing. You know, it was a better option for them. Oh yeah, you get a, it's a monthly fee. <laughs> yeah, they're leasing the Israeli Heron ninety nine a month with a uh, you know with a, with a small down payment. Yeah, uh, no, actually, it's a zero zero percent APR until two thousand fifteen. I hear. Uh huh. <laughs> it's the Heron drone. What does that thing look like? Let me just uh, let me take a look at this for a second. Consult the book of knowledge. Ooh, the Heron drone is nice looking. That thing's good. Heron as bird? Yeah, H-E-R-O-N. It, it looks a lot like a predator. No, it's not good looking. It looks terrible. It's got the dual tails. Now, hold on a second. It has a vertical system. It can. Do you see that? It can yeah. uh, It can hover vertically, I think, the Heron drone. This, I'm not that, seeing that's that. That's a nice-ass that, that, drone. Man, hey, I'd take... Oh, no, wait a minute. Look more... Uh, no. I don't think you're right no, about that. There's no, no way it No, it's a cheap-ass drone. That's not a good drone. They need to upgrade. We need to put you in a 2012 model, son. There's no Made good by for you. MDA. That's right. Muscular Dystrophy Association is making drones? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, when is someone going to say this is not okay? Will someone please step up and say, no, this has to stop? It has to stop. There must have been something along the line. I mean, what's the difference? They don't want to have jets flying around because uh, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have these drones. So there's a new douchebag at the at the State Department. Now here's an Israeli drone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the it's the Israel the Heron drone is the Israeli drone. Oh, okay. That's what Germany is leasing those, but they want to now go and buy their own. They want to you know get in uh, get into the purchase program, according to the report. Nice. Can't Germany make their own damn drones? How hard <laughs> can it be? <laughs> well, I don't know. Could you imagine the BMW drone? That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I'd like that. <laughs> and tell us what they can win on. Win, lose, or draw. That's right. To our Israeli contestants, why do you just want to mess around with selling off those leasing drones to the Germans? The Germans got their own. It's a brand new. 
heated seats and air conditioning. Anything to play that jingle. So um, they brought in the M-Class drone. Yeah, the (laughs) M-Class. The Bayern München drone werken. Um, Are you familiar with the United States Institute of Peace? Oh, yeah. We talked about it before in the show. uh, Or at least I did. Refresh my uh, memory. It's a group of douchebags that that (laughs) created this. It's like really got a lot of money. And it's it's another drinking club. Right. It's called the Institute for Peace. And if you find all these people on, you find a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of army guys, right. military. It's like, I don't know, get the peace part of it. But it's, yeah, it's a big, it's a huge operation. It's big. And they have these uh, two or three of these events every year where they all get together and talk about peace. Well, uh, they brought uh, Bill Taylor, known as William B. Taylor, who uh, was working at the Institute of Peace. And they've brought him now as an undersecretary at the Department of State. Uh, and I guess he's handling the money that now has to go into uh, Egypt, Tunisia, and Libya. And he does an introductory thing. And it's not so much what he's saying, but listen to how he's talking about his lord boss, his uber lord, his clippity-clop Hillary. Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. I will just have a couple of uh comments and look forward to, to your questions. Um, as Toria says, um, I've been appointed to a position uh, here in the department. It's a new position. Uh, we didn't have this before. No, because uh, we, now we didn't have control of all this before. Uh, it's, a, it's a recognition. It's a demonstration of the importance that the secretary places on success of these transitions in the Middle East. Now listen to how he talks about how, how she's commanded him. As Toria said, right now we are focused on Egypt, Tunisia, and Libya. Um, she told me, the secretary told me, that uh, she wants someone who be thinking about how we can support these transitions seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, I have been doing that with a small group of, uh, of staff that we have that are focused uh, exactly on this. Um, this is important, we think. The secretary uh, has taken this step because it matters to us if these transitions succeed. Uh, it matters for all kinds of reasons that we've talked about, I'm sure, uh, with you um, over the weeks, but this is something that is very important. It's like Tori and I started working together uh, 20 years ago when uh, when the former Soviet Union disappeared. And uh-huh. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was 10. The jur- this is a journalist, ladies and gentlemen. That's a journalist for you. I was 10 when that happened. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she doesn't look any different. Today she is just exactly the same. Right. Exactly right. So, uh, so, so we've been doing... So it's like... Do you blow Hillary anymore, please? Is this William B. Taylor? Yes, that's the guy. William okay. B. Taylor, who is a, uh, he was the representative to the quartet's effort to facilitate the Israeli disengagement from Gaza. Special envoy to James Wolfenson in uh, Jerusalem. And then he, this is, the, this is how you know he's the money guy. He served in Baghdad as director of the Iraq Reconstruction Management Office. Those are the guys that had the pallets of money. They got lost. They can't find oh. billions of dollars. That's the right. guy. Pallets of do- yeah, yeah, money. That's the guy. So once again, pallets of money are going to go into Egypt, Tunisia, and Libya, and they're going to disappear, probably into the pockets of contractors who were out there building crap for us, for the spoils of war. In the green zone. The thing that's crazy about uh, about Libya, I was reading uh, through some of UN documents as I like to do on my time off. 
in January, this is before uh, we started bombing, the United Nations was actually about to give Colonel Gaddafi an award for its achievement in the area of human rights. How interesting is that, huh? (laughs) There's a whole report from the International Human Rights Committee that says, you know, they've done a great job. They've got freedom of religion and, you know, everyone's okay and it's great there and there's no hurt and everyone's fantastic. That was January. And then like uh, three months later, all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's 42 years of dictatorship. We're killing people from the exact same United Nations. Uh, we, we, we've gone over this. I know, but it's nice when you actually find the document. It's linked in the show notes at 354.nashownotes.com. I just thought that was fascinating to read Yeah, what would be fascinating is to find the triggering mechanism. What changed? Well, we still, yeah, well, you and I still believe it's uh, that he let the Chinese in. He gave all the oil to the Chinese. He said, you guys that's, come in because they took a cheaper deal. Yeah, that's got to be it. It's the only thing that's, that's logical. There's also something with the with the fisheries offshore. So, so I'm I'm, <coughs> I'm looking at this Taylor guy still. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. So he's uh, okay. He's a graduate of West Point Army guy. Mm-hmm. Stanford, uh, Harvard University's Kennedy School of Government. That seems to be a uh, yeah. hot spot. Oh yeah, definitely. Served in posts in Iraq, Afghanistan, the Middle East, former Soviet Union uh, ambassador to the Ukraine. He's a I was ten. He's a CIA guy. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> really. Really? And he's like, you know, he's the, he's at the Peace Institute, when he was at the Peace Institute, the United States Institute of Peace, Vice President Center for Post-Conflict Peace and Stability Operations. In other words, he's the the fixer who comes in. Yeah, with the money. Post-conflict peace. Yeah. It's yeah. a new position, newly so created. The Peace Institute is about, okay, we blew up somebody, so now the Peace Institute gets involved. Right. <laughs> they got nothing to do with, you know, keeping the peace. It's managing the peace. It's fantastic. I love it. And, uh... You know what? I bet you that, I'll bet you that they have, uh... And I just said, you know what? You should ring the bell on that. No, that's but okay, I'll but you, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a buzzer. You, I bet you that there's some good, and they have a lot of papers. And this is, looks like one of those. It's actually a, a kind of a, a think tank. It's government sponsored think tank. I bet you there's a lot of good information in here that gives away. It's like you know, you discovering that vaccine thing and the powerpoints. Right. The, oh yeah, it's probably out in the open. I only discovered this it's this always morning. Out in the open. Yeah. That's the joke of it because yeah. they don't care. Because there's nobody like us that care to read this stuff except people that are either in business, you know, implementing it or the media, which does seems to be, <laughs> I'm, I was 10 when they happened. <laughs> <laughs> Douche knuckle. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's, there's one disturbing meme that's out there. Actually, I think I just saw it scroll by in the chat room. That Gaddafi was going to sell oil for gold. See, I don't believe that. That's bullcrap. Yeah, I think that's bullcrap. I think that that's just uh, wishful thinking. I think you know. Look, the first thirty thousand people to be evacuated from Libya were Chinese. That's the first yeah, people then, who got out. Remember the early reports? They there was an attack on the Chinese refinery. Right, right. The only main attack, and they blew the shit out of it. Yeah. Whoops. Here's your Chinese refinery. Yeah. And they blew it up, and then the Chinese all evacuated. Yeah. Now, it's obviously that's, you know, the whole that that's that's kind of the story that Tony, the terrorist, told me, too. You know, the driver in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. He said, he said, you know, Gaddafi told uh, BP and, and Total Fina, he said, you know, instead of us taking 20 percent, we're going to flip it around. 
we're going to take 80%, you're going to take 20%. And then they said, screw you. And also, remember he got the refurbished weapons? Yeah. Yeah, he got re- you know, they sold him refurbished weapons. He's like, hey, I paid top dollar for this crap, man. And then he said, you know what, screw you. I'm going to buy weapons from the Chinese and sell them my oil at the 80-20 rule, and they'll take it. The Chinese don't care. No, they're just buying up what they can. Yeah, they don't care that to the extreme that BP does. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, the guy dug his own grave. I, I wonder what he was thinking. But it's too At bad. At some point, I guess some of these guys actually think that they're they're you know running the show. But they, they should have at least. It would have been. He should have just waited until he got the award. I mean, that would have looked good. That I mean, would have been better. Could you think how funny it would be? His timing is bad. Yeah, He's, yeah, right. Because once he got the award, then he, then he's got everybody over a barrel. No, man. You can have some some guy like who was wearing his hat and look. I got his uh, international human rights award. <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. would be, but that, I don't think that would have played out the same way. Because no, of course you can't, not. You can't just say so there would everything's have been a different groovy. thing they'd have to deal with. It would have been a secret. It would have just been kind of a crazy assassination or something. Oh, Gaddafi's killed by one of his own generals. It wouldn't have been the way they did it. But the uh, the report is really quite fascinating to read because it, you know they went there. They they literally visited. Uh, it was the here. It's the report of the working group. On the, what is it called? What was his uh, government? The, the government of the people? Government of the masses? The, uh, yeah, some crap like that. The some Libyan, Libyan Jamahiria. Jamahiria. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just scroll through it for a second. You can, it's like introdu- uh, maybe there's a summary somewhere. Uh, here, summary. Uh, Uh, the delegation noted the national report has been prepared in a transparent and consultative manner. Uh, the Libyan Arab Jamaria also referred to its interaction with the human rights special procedures. The delegation all rights and freedoms were contained in a coherent, consolidated legal framework. It's all good. Protection of human rights was guaranteed. This included not only political rights, but also economic, social, and cultural rights. The Libyan Arab Jamaria referred to its pioneering experience in the field of wealth distribution and labor rights. It was great. Everything was good. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't they'll take this down. How do you <laughs> Why leave, is it still up? Yeah. How can you leave Nobody this? Nobody maintains uh, websites well. No, this is like, oh, crap. Hey, who's the webmaster on that thing? <laughs> it's just nuts. Here, Oh, here it is. In a footnote, a list of countries that praised Colonel Gaddafi and the state of the masses, that's the Libyan Jamahiria, in support of the General Assembly Human Rights Council's decision to bestow this award upon Colonel Gaddafi. 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 And here's the list. Denmark, China, Italy, the Netherlands, <laughs> Spain, Sweden, Norway, Germany, Australia. Wait a minute. Weren't those all people who were bombing Libya? That sounds like it to me. It's just unbelievable. Well, well, no, it's not unbelievable. Actually, nothing um, is unbelievable. What? Um, tell me what remnant inventory is, John. Remnant inventory in a store would be where you have like um, you you've bought uh, a thousand items and you got them packed in the store and then you're selling and you keep replenishing the the, the store shelves. How about an advertising? In advertising, jeez, I have no idea. Really? 
Well, I mean, I could. I mean, I probably know it if you tell me what it is. Then I'll say, oh, yeah, 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 I know that. But Okay, so let's just imagine you have uh, tons of uh, public radio stations around uh, Gitmo Nation. Uh, yeah, you mean as, like a PBS would have? Like a NPR. Like a, NPR, I mean, yeah. NPR. Yeah, essentially, let's just say... Um, you know, uh, public radio that lives on uh, not an advertising, but, uh, you know, donations. So let's say they've got a lot of web pages. Underwriting, whatever yeah, you call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Let's say they have a lot of web pages that don't get any, uh, that they can't sell ads on. That would be called remnant inventory. So now the sales arm of NPR. So this is, okay, this is the inventory of the. Uh, of, of their the websites. Websites, okay, so website. Yeah, it's like basically what we have. Right. So now in a blatant move, National Public Media, which is the commercial arm of NPR. You see, NPR doesn't actually sell anything directly. They do it through a, a middleman. So the National Public Media, they're the guys out there selling. And they sell just as hard as uh, um, as any other commercial network. They are going to sell all the remnant pages of all the NPR stations around the country, and check this, at a 15 to $20 CPM. So for every 1,000 pages viewed, they get 15 to 20 bucks. That's a lot for these guys. Dude, for a website? Dude, for a website, it's like it's like $2. I've seen 75 cents yeah, a thousand. They're getting 15 to 20 per thousand. It's un- and of course, you know, and everyone's buying into this bull crap. And it's just, it's advertising. It's complete advertising. They're selling it so commercially. It's just not funny anymore. And here we are, begging away. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Well, we don't have the national public radio audience necessarily, but our people are smarter. Hell yeah. Including Sir James Briscoe, who uh, came up with 197.45. Hey, John and Adam, here's my donation to help you through the turkey times. I certainly don't need the money, really. Jokingly, he says that. Please give me a birthday shout out on the 6th, which is when this donation should be credited as this my birthday, further depreciating my value as a human resource, though maybe that car loan might be worth something. One thing I want to mention to JCD about those air trains at Jamaica Station, not to disagree with your point, they're indeed unmanned, and I'm not a big fan of that, but there are countless red-jacketed personnel walking around most of the time, presumably making sure it's running smoothly. No, no. They're, run, they're around spying on you to report you to the authorities. Yeah, I, That's I what they're you, doing. They can't do anything. I think if that train goes crazy, that red-jacket guy can't actually do no, anything. No, he's just there to report you to Homeland Security. I will say it's incredibly convenient for myself and other psycho Long Islanders making their way to JFK or other Long Island uh, or Manhattan. There's a, a blog post in Dvark.org slash blog about this. This is the way people should get from JFK to Manhattan. Uh, he needs a good piece of karma to Smita, the love of his life at her job. She definitely needs more than I do uh, working at that place, whatever it is. I hope she goes to the holiday party this year. Thanks for the great show. Adios, mofos. Give, uh, yeah, I'll give, uh, this is for her, giving her a little bit of karma? Is that what this yeah, is for? Yeah, he gets a birthday. That's one hot milk, baby. You've got karma. <laughs> yeah. Demodulate that thing a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Sam Lung in uh, Leung. In Toronto, Ontario, one, two, three, four, five. 
Hi, John and Adam. Been pr uh, pretty quiet donating at the 3333 monthly level, but decided to pipe up for a few reasons. I've registered a number of different domains for the show, pointing to a number of different places in alphabetical order. Comrashots.com, uh, Ladies Slave T shirts.com, <laughs> No Agenda Nation. Oh, this that points to No Agenda Nation, and my other one points to the uh, donation site. Magic Number 33.com, uh, Slave T shirts.com. And it's pointing to Agenda Nation. We don't take ads. We don't take ads. We don't take ads.com. Uh, pointing <laughs> to No Agenda Show. I thought about registering slave t shirts for the Korea. For North Korea. For North Korea. But I'm not sure our fair weather friends that get more North Kimchi would be able to reach that. I hope uh, you make use of the domains. I did register, though. I wanted a karma shout-out for my friend Greg, who got laid off this week for his construction job after being asked to join the union the day before. Great. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's give him a karma shot there for sure. You've got karma. And then we have uh, uh, Baron von Pelsmacher, as we mentioned earlier, gave in, uh, came in with 11411, 11511116111711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711711
Uh, as I get, I've got an. I don't get as I get an A and an I. I got AI as well. Yeah. Oh, as okay, good. That's probably right. Scott Henkel, Sir Scott Henkel, to you, uh, Sunland, California. A little behind on my eleven 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 donation, but I thought it would use my birthday donation. My birthday is eleven five to help Adam on his move to Texas. Thank you. Eleven dollars eleven cents from Scott. You know, it's kind of interesting that 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 was all our eleven eleven donations. I'm hoping to get a lot more for eleven eleven eleven. And you know, Barron's even jumping on the bandwagon. After we've been talking about this for a long time, they say in a recent article, forget the Chinese year of the rabbit. This is the year of money. Actually, Jeffrey Sout, chief investment strategist at Raymond James, said that to his clients. And this is the, you know, you take uh, the year of your birth, last two digits, add that to what you're going to, what age you turn this year. And if it's 111, then you should donate. Now, all of a sudden, these geniuses of money at Barron's have figured this out. Really? (laughs) They're so smart. Barron's Magazine comes through at the last minute. Yeah. Idiots. Jason Laskowski in Salina, Kansas, $100. Oracle Broadcasting in Sound Rock, Texas, $100. Anonymous from Kalispell, Montana. In the morning from Gitmo Nation, Big Sky, where it's illegal to sell liquor before 8 (laughs) a.m. $1 per proof to support your drinking and donating initiative, $80. Oh, yeah. This is the only... We wanted more people to not just donate, but write notes drunk. And we haven't gotten any. I didn't see any drunk drunk notes. No, I don't. I think our people are teetotal. I think drunk drunk donating is a good initiative. I, they probably get drunk and then fall asleep and they forget to <laughs> donate until they wake up. What was I going to do last night? I, I forgot. <laughs> it's like the hangover. Jay, oh, uh. Jason Morella, Augusta, Georgia, 7777. To all No Agenda listeners, give these two hardworking kings of media the money they deserve. They have earned it. Be a donor, not a boner. The fact alone that they watch C-SPAN so you don't have to is worth at least a dollar an hour. Now get your asses out there and propagate the formula. To both of you, if I ever become a multimillionaire, you guys are each going to get a million from me. Hey. Just promise you will keep doing the show the exact same way you've been doing it for all these past years. To ACC, though my birthday isn't coming up until 12-7-11, I'm 100% sure we could use some singing during the birthday jingle, brother. Well, you know, I think this will be a good investment for our future million dollars. And and when I have a million dollars... I will say, I will go down to Occupy Wall Street and say, tax me more. To JCD, this may sound a little pathetic to you, but you really made my day on 11-3 at 11 by following me on Twitter. <laughs> Obviously, it's completely up to you as to whether or not you want to read this part on the air. I did. Sorry if this was a little long-winded, but I just feel you guys are a glimmer of light in a very dark world. Thank you for the best podcast in the universe, and may God richly bless both of you. That's so nice. That's beautiful. That was good. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Werner Bogula in Hamburg, Deutschland. It could be Bogula. Uh, hi, John and Adam. I already bought the Super Karma coin for eleven, eleven, eleven to turbocharge the karma. I added a binary one, 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 one equals sixty three dollars as a donation. Please dedouche and send some karma on top. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've been dedouched. You've got karma. Tight to Germany. All the best, Werner from Hamburg. Danke, meine Freund. Jan Jürgen Zwart. Jan Jurien Schwart. Jan Jurien Schwart. Not bad. In uh, Nudwick. <laughs> Naldwijk. Uh, hi, John. And I'd like <laughs> to get a meal from my girlfriend who recently gave birth to my two children. F- uh, f- 
Fajer and Ellen. Fier and Aileen, I think. That's one hot milf, baby. Milf. That's one mother I'd like to. <laughs> they were born on week 29 of her pregnancy, so a truckload of karma for them. I also Whoa. want to send out the drones to deduce the incredible Wolfman. Oh. Uh, I'm oh. sure he will donate shortly after this one. Give Wolfman a... Uh, well, wait, get a karma for the uh, wife. Yeah, here we go. Milf. In the milf. Yeah. You've got karma. All and right. then give a douchebag call out to the Wolfman. Douchebag. And you can always follow me on Twitter. Ah! At- Rolf, man, actually. Rolf, Rolf. Oh, Rolf. Well, I thought it was great Wolf. show. I love it. Kind regards. <laughs> I thought it was Wolf, way, John, Wolf Man. Okay. Wolf, man. It was Rolf. I, I, I hit a wolf when it was a Rolf. Brian Irwin in Arlington, Virginia, 5555 in the morning. Jen's been listening to the show a while now. I want to donate for this fine research of the jobs bill. I haven't got to f- figure it out yet. <laughs> Learned about the show from Twit, but since it became this week in Drunken Chicks, I have not been listening. Uh, leaving time to hear you Wait a guys. minute, did I miss an episode somehow? Did I miss a Drunken I Chicks? I see the Drunken Chicks was episode. It, I was out on Sunday. Was there, was there Drunk Karma Chicks? send Karma to Adam and Miss Mickey on the big move to Camp Mofo. Oh, thank you so much. That's very Mickey. kind. We'll take that. Hold You've on. got Karma. Are you going to uh, still call it Camp Mofo? So far, yeah. I don't have any other uh, any other names. Camp Mofo and the Lone Star State. We're, very, Mc- we're very excited Joe, about the move. Joe McGinnis. In Waltham, Massachusetts. Happy birthday. Shout out to Cameron, a.k.a. Cool Pack C. Watson, on reaching the mid-century mark, as Richard Manuel once declared. I just want to break even. I think it's Cool Papa C. Cool Papa C. Sorry. 55-55. Wayne Bronnikowski in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. I'd like to give karma shout out to my girlfriend, Lisa, because she needs some karma working on her life. All right. You've got karma. Good old Craig Cutner in Norwalk, Connecticut. Hey, fellow producers, I did a birthday shout-out last year, which I'm doing now for this year, and got a nice birthday card from Adam and John. As apparently a database entry by the shill. So if every boner gave a shout-out, we could greatly improve the quality of our media assassin's demeanor and reduce the number of pledge drives in our global quality global programming service. P.S. Maybe I should have a podcast license since I stole the PBS line. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful. You can get sued. Did you know, by the way, that uh, that there are now several uh, trademark applications for Occupy Wall Street and for nine, the 99%. Yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> Someone's going to wind up owning that. So Kuttner uh, indicates that maybe he should get a birthday call. Why don't you put him on the list? I think he is on the list, isn't he? Let me just no, put, let me well, he's not on the, on the spreadsheet uh, with the birthday cake on it. Uh, we have no. icons on oh, this boy. thing. Oh, no, okay. Uh, Craig Kuttner. Yeah. Is that there? Yeah, I'm going to put... I'm putting them on now. Adrian Cooper in Durham, North Carolina, 5333. In the morning, John Danner had a job interview on Monday. I was planning to donate and get some karma, but when you guys moved the show to Monday. Oh, boy. Since I live on the East Coast, the show won't be on the air until after the show. I won't be on to listen to after the show's over. I decided to donate anyway. And like Condoleezza Rice, I have to wait to see if the mice are feet <laughs> up or feet down. Hail the mice... No, he says, hail the rice mice foot. Rice mice foot. (laughs) Your reading is atrocious today. Anyway, here's some karma for you. What do you expect? You've got karma. Just another manic Monday. Uh, $50.23 from Kelby Koenig in Grover, Colorado. In the morning, longtime boner, first-time donor. I'm sending 5023 
50 for a birthday shout out on the next show since my birthday is today, 11, 6 and 23 for how old I will be turning. I really wanted to request karma for our family farm, hoping we can make some more money and I could donate once again. But a few shows back, Adam stated by listening to No Agenda would be increase my penis size. (laughs) Did it work? I figured donating would increase it twofold. (laughs) Seeing that there's no jingle for this, I would gladly accept some karma for work. Please tell Adam and Mickey and hopefully John to stop in beautiful Colorado for the 2009 Hot Pockets Tour. All right. Here's some penis karma. You've (laughs) got karma. My evil plan is working. They're buying it. Jefferson C. Post in North uh, Eastham, Massachusetts. Adam should send some karma his way for choosing quality over a deadline. I know this was a tougher decision for him than for the guy reading this. He wants to donate for a rare Monday show, so yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take that karma. Thank you You've very much. You've got karma. <laughs> and, and finally, Kieran Burke in Framingham, Framingham, Massachusetts, uh, fifty dollars, and that would be it for today's uh, uh, supporters. And we want to thank all of them. Make sure they go to No Agenda, or make sure the rest of you go to noagendashow.com, dvorak.org slash na, channeldvorak.com, and No Agenda Nation. Dot com and help us out for the upcoming Thursday show, which will predate the f- the famous eleven 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 by one day, and yep. hopefully people will uh, will make the donation. Although I think a lot of people probably will do it just on eleven eleven eleven, just for that at eleven eleven. At eleven eleven, that's 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 the way you do it. You do it exactly. You have a whole minute for PayPal to to process the transaction. Or, even better maybe, and it's also on uh, the uh, donation page at... Dvorak.org slash N-A. Uh, you can send your check on 1111 and have it uh, dated and postmarked on 1111. Uh, That's it, a good idea. Hey, look, Barron's is calling it the year of money. It's special. It's uh, sacred. It's gr- not, not coming back for a while. Nope. Uh, I got a separate note here. Uh... In the morning, Adam and John, I just set up an AdWords campaign on the Googles that hopefully will help propagate the formula. I'm still working on where to get to the point where I'm living Obama's American dream of just getting by as a student loan. I have student loan bills of over $111,000 that still plague my mailbox and deplete my bank account. Thus, I'm only able to donate in Google ad campaign money. Thank Because, of course, thank you all for everything you do. He's a sysadmin. And yeah, the sysadmins, they get all the, uh, all, when they register domains and stuff, they get all the, the, the Google AdWords stuff for free. He says, uh, thank you so much for everything you do. The best podcast in the universe from uh, Carl Sysadmin from Texas with his finger on the red button, which is always nice. Uh, we know our sysadmins can bring down the entire world when we make the call. Uh, and uh, we will not be going through Colorado, unfortunately. We're going through Arizona and New Mexico. I believe we have a couple of nights in New Mexico. If you could send me an email. Yes, we're working on it. We're getting there. Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'd be happy to to drop by and say hi, since we are taking the New Mexico route. And then finally, something I read uh, on on the uh, on the tubes that I think is very appropriate. If you're not paying for something, you have no reason to expect it to be there tomorrow. It's your birthday, birthday. 
promise. Happy birthday, James Briscoe. He's uh, celebra- celebrated yesterday. Scott Hankel, he congratulates himself as he uh, celebrated his birthday on Saturday. Joe McGinnis uh, says, happy birthday, Cameron, a.k.a. Cool Papa C. Watson, who turns 50. Kelly Koenig uh, congratulates herself. She's turning 23. Oh, she turned 23 yesterday. And uh, as promised, Craig Cutner. Happy birthday from all of your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. The best podcast in the universe, hands down. Wow, 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 John. Big news. Boop, 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 boop. You know J- Joseph Skipper? Mm, name rings a bell. He's, uh, well, he's a pretty well-known uh, researcher. He uh, He's known for his meticulous studies of high-resolution Google Mars space images. He now reports, and uh, you can find this all in the show notes at 354.nashownotes.com. Uh, he has uh, found a railway station and railway carriage on Mars. <laughs> and I'd have to say the evidence is pretty convincing. He, uh, he said this has got this crater. So you don't think that this is all part of the uh, scheme to get people to buy more high-speed rail? Well, I'm all for it if we're going to put it on Mars. So uh, <laughs> I got no problem with that. Send me a link. <laughs> okay, it's in the show notes. 354.nashownotes.com. I I, 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 it's hard to go to... Go to the show prep. I can't do it right now. It's on a different box. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm convinced. I mean, literally, it looks like a station with tracks and a a train. (laughs) train. I'm a believer. You know I'm a believer. You know we got moon bases and uh, and train stations. Train stations on Mars. Oh, man, that that is a Ziggy Stardust song. I'm sure of it. Uh, Then, of course, uh, this is... Uh, widely recognized as the truth. Huge sunspot has appeared. Uh, uh, what is it called? AR-1339, <clears throat> which is 50,000 miles long, 25,000 miles wide. And I've been, once again, I've been getting all the uh, the solar flares. Uh, only M-class, so nothing to be worried about. Uh, but, of course, this does kind of flow right into uh, two other things happening. One... And I don't understand why no one is really ta- why is the news not like freaking out about this asteroid that's going to fly closer than the moon? It's going to come right past us. Why is I mean, why is no one talking about it? That concerns me actually. You know, have you read about this? This uh, uh, YU fifty five. Which yeah, like, I read, read about it some time back. I didn't know. I don't believe it's coming yeah, tomorrow. the distance of the moon. Yes, it is. The, uh, NASA has the the path. And so you have the orbit of the moon. It's coming about three. What's the, what's the asteroid number again? Y, Yankee uh, Uniform 5-5. It'll be passing the Earth closer than the moon. It's about the size of an aircraft carrier, which uh, I saw a BBC report, um, uh, unfortunately, no audio, uh, they said that, uh, you know, if this were to, it won't hit Earth, but if it were to hit Earth, it would w- wipe out a, a size of the city uh, like North London. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, screw you, North London. <laughs> You're gone. You're a goner. Nice comparison. Uh, now, we won't be able to see it, which I, uh, is, uh, how does that work? Comets That's are on fire. Odd. Yeah, comets are on fire, but asteroids aren't on They're fire. Not on fire. They just have a lot of ice coming off and it reflects the sun rather nicely. So how come we won't be able to see this one? I, I guess it's uh, maybe it's bull crap. How about that for an idea? 
Well, the thing that concerns to see it, you think, if the right if under the right circumstances. Well, the th- well they they say uh, the asteroid will not be visible to the naked eye unless you have a reflective. Well, it is pretty small. It's not that. I mean, you know, you don't, you can't see a rocket, you know, or you know, there's probably the, you haven't seen the space. Uh, but won't it, won't it have space any fi- station is about the same size it seems to me, or a little smaller, but you can't see that with the w- naked won't eye. Won't it have like fire shooting off of its butt? Why would it do that? It's not going to hit the atmosphere. Okay. Well, if you have a reflecting telescope with a light-gathering mirror six inches or more in diameter, you will be able to see it. Nuts. Anyway, so that thing's supposed to come by tomorrow night, just in time for Wednesday's uh, emergency alert system. Oh, yeah. That. This is this is going to be really interesting. I, I you know are they going to are they going to interrupt Twitter? Are they gonna? Is everyone's Facebook gonna update with an alert? This will be interesting to see. I'm not so interested in the in the television and radio portion of it as I am. What's that? Okay, I'm not. So so, what time are they supposed to do that thing? They uh, had an announcement last night. I didn't tape it, but they had an, a pre-announcement telling everyone they're going to do this. It was on one of the network TV shows. Uh, let's uh, consult the book of knowledge. Okay, I'm going to FCC.gov, and we will get the exact information. Uh, and I understand it's a break. I'm, is it gonna? Am I gonna get a text on my phone? I don't know. I'm, we're gonna find out. I would. I, it'd be cool to get a text on your phone. <laughs> I did read that uh, some stations. Yeah, you know, uh, here it is. Okay, background. Blah blah blah. How it works. Uh, the emergency alert system, which used to be the EBS. National Public Warning System that requires TV and radio broadcasters, cable television systems, wireless cable systems, satellite digital audio radio service providers, direct broadcast satellite service providers, and wireline video service providers to offer to the president the communications capability to address the American public during a national emergency. The system may also be used Are by... Are they going to switch it over to Obama and he's going to say, we must pass this bill, we can't wait. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's see uh, if they... Oh, you can complain, by the way, if you don't like it. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> I'm going to complain. I You inter, you interrupted the Kardashians. I'm very, I'm very upset about this. So they don't actually say anything about, hmm, so nothing on, well, that's lame. I mean, you know, the only people watching television are, you know, are the same people who are in the market for a reverse mortgage, a hearing aid, and a free electric cart. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. That summarizes one audience. That That summarizes the entire audience. Let's see, they've got a printable thing here. No. Well, you can file a complaint if you don't like it. That's all. That's that's weird. Along with its capability of providing an emergency message to the entire nation simultaneously, the EAS allows authorized state and local authorities to quickly distribute important local emergency information. Additionally, EAS equipment can directly monitor the National Weather Service for local weather. You know... This is not. I mean, this is no good. If if I'm not getting a tweet and a Facebook interruption, then I'm calling it a failure. You know what I mean? I agree because most people aren't. You know, they're either getting TV from Hulu 
Yeah. Or they're uh, maybe that's on the DVR, so you go back and then you get the emergency message the next day. <laughs> no, I don't think How so. How does that work? I don't think so. So anyway, all of these sunspots, just to get back to that for a second, uh, kind of play into this uh, big earthquake they had in Oklahoma. Um, now, the day before, there were northern lights in Oklahoma. And... You know, I, I want to say I'm not really thinking this is an earthquake machine event, but when they come out with reports that say on the radar, we saw this big, big dot, you know, this big massive thing that was moving around. And it turns out that was birds and bugs who were flying on mass and they got picked up by radar. That's bull crap. What, what was going on there? What was that must have been something else? Chemtrail, maybe? A collection of chemtrails chem for heart. Trail up on radar. That's even less likely. Oh no, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. They, 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 there's tons of reports of chemtrails that are so dense, and they actually say that, you know this is uh, 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 persistent jet contrails that are reflecting on the radar. No, no, no. But birds and bugs, like all the birds and bugs, went, hey, let's fly. Hey, I'll tell you, there's a lot of bugs in those states. <laughs> yeah, but still, Georgia's got even more. I think it's fracking, personally. No, I think it's fracking, too. So they're fracking away like crazy because it's, this is T. Boone Pickens territory. He owns ah, the state. Ah, right. And uh, and so he's probably fracking up the place. And there's definitely some fracking going on in Kansas. There was an earthquake there, which is bull crap. There should never be an earthquake in Kansas. Is, these are pretty good earthquakes, though. Five, 5.6, 5.2. This scheme that they rate them at now, we don't even know what this means. Well, it's a shaker. It's like quasi, yes, it was a shaker. It's, it's a quasi shaker. arbitrary. It's what you had recently in Berkeley. You're still alive. It's, it's okay. It was on all the time around here in these parts. But, you know, the middle of no, middle of the Midwest earthquake? I don't know. No, no. Buildings aren't meant for it, you know. They've got brick buildings and things like that all over the place. We have no brick buildings around here. We got uh, producer Drake who uh, sent me a little info. Remember we were uh, talking about how you can walk into Walmart and you can find out the code and uh, the code to get on the public address system so you can yeah. say crazy crazy stuff. So he says, uh, you know, there's a way to get on the Walmart PA system from outside. He said, here's how we used to do it. No. <laughs> yeah. You, you call any department except women's clothing. Don't call that department. Apologize. And say you're trying to reach women's clothing, they'll transfer you. Apologize again, pretending to be an employee calling from the department you were just transferred from, and say you were trying to reach the page out. That's the, that's the the code. Nine out of ten times, they'll transfer you to the intercom. <laughs> so you could actually do this from your cell phone. That's a good idea. I have to say, there's a memo. I'm sure about this. And I would challenge anybody listening to this show to try to pull this off. I'd like anyone to do anything. Our, our audience does nothing. <laughs> you know, they don't even create bots for us. No, so for the, the, yeah, so win the podcast awards. What an obvious opportunity for us. And, yeah. and we've got all these sysadmins. Hey, you know, uh, yeah, here's some money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, I'm too tired. Let me just send them some money. It'll be so much easier. Uh, I want to do actual work. No. Uh-oh. Uh, looks like my prediction's coming true, baby boy. It's ramping up. It's ramping up. What's my prediction? 
who's going to be the real Democratic candidate after Obama quits. What do you mean your prediction? My what do you mean? Yeah, it's my prediction. After Obama quits, I have predicted who the candidate will be for 2012 for the Democratic Party. Who? Gabby Giffords. I keep telling you this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is your prediction. Right. So here's another piece to the puzzle. It's one of the most extraordinary stories you'll ever hear. Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, whose life changed in the blink of an eye, and her astronaut husband, Mark Kelly. For the first time, their powerful and transforming story of courage, shock, strength, and love. And personal home video of Gabby's fight back, Diane Sawyer, together with Gabby Giffords and Mark Kelly. Exclusive. Monday night, November 14th at 10, 9 central on ABC. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. ABC. You know it's the Ministry of Truth. They're ramping her up, baby. Yeah, maybe. They're getting her ready. Well, it, it, it may just be a hedge, but I think they're ramping her up, man. I think they got they got her uh, ready to go. They had some, you know, the Daily. Just before she got shot, she did an interview for the Daily. That's that uh, Murdoch uh, iPad-only app. Right. Yeah. And uh, and it was so I mean, she is a shill So the interviewer. And she's like, oh, yeah, iPad is awesome. It's so fantastic. She's told doesn't even know what she's talking about. You know, I feel sorry for the woman that she I guess she got shot. Although I'm I don't know. And then they have they literally say, here's the, the doctor who acted. When she uh, came in, they had this doctor, like, you know, showing uh, how, I guess, how they scripted the scenario or something. It was re- it's a really weird report. She talked about her love for the iPad. Spent a lot of time on the plane. Being able to carry an iPad, particularly being able to have all my documents in the cloud and be able to access speeches and briefing materials has really made a big difference. It's cut down on the size of the binder that I have to bring with me. How much of a bullcrap is that? So they interviewed her. She's like, oh, the daily. I got to get on their right side. Oh, yeah. It's all great to have it in the cloud. While you're flying, really? You got all that in the cloud while you're flying? Please. Just weeks later, Giffords was fighting for her life. In her book, she describes that day in three words. Shot, shocked, and scary. The daily profiled a doctor who played a role in saving her life. A doctor who played a role in saving her life. Words matter to me. She actually came in from one of the elevators down the hallway. She was brought up the hallway, and I met her here at this intersection of both walkways. We brought her into this room over here where we began to resuscitate her. Each step of the way, the public followed Gifford's miraculous recovery. The Daily interviewed her surgeon at a critical juncture when a third of her skull was replaced with a synthetic plate. (laughs) Just like Joe Biden. I don't know, John. I'm telling you, I feel good about my prediction. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I will, it'll come out in the wash. <laughs> Something will happen. For sure. Uh, okay. Um, so I went over capacity on Twitter right here. You went over capacity? No, it just says over capacity. I get that stupid error message. Oh, fail whale type thing? Yeah, I wanted to get back to my mailbox because I have a couple more clips. I have a. Uh, I, I can uh, I can do a. There's a, you know the new girl show on Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a terrible show. Yeah. Play it. Yeah. Bing bong and chickadees. It is my style. Stop. 
following me? Then stop running away from me. I just want to have a mature conversation. How can we have a mature conversation when you can't even say the word penis? I can say the word pen. Say it. I. Pyrenees. What? Pyrenees. You said pyrenees. Penis. Not singing. Penis. Not like a ghoul. <laughs> I can say it. Pianist. Are you said pianist? Penis pay. Not pig Latin. Pyrenees. Okay, not in Swedish. No. Not in fake Italian. Pianist. Shut up. Say it with me. P. Nips. Yeah, I'm the one that's immature. How's this funny? They could have at least added a laugh track. Now, if I wanted to really make you irked, I would have made some clips from the show that debuted recently called The Alan Gregory Show. I don't, I don't watch television. This is a new cartoon show where this little midget Alan Gregory... This little midget Alan... Oh, no, I, it's, a, it's from the makers of Family Guy, isn't it? No, it's not. It's a totally, uh, it's a totally alien production group. And the kid, but, it, but it's a, kid, it's a cartoon like, though. Right? Uh, it's a cartoon. The, name of the gay, uh, the famous gay singer Stewie. that always had the big uh, glasses and the the gay singer, flamboyant gay New singer York. with. Big, well, hold on a second. Let me just Google that gay singer <laughs> with big glasses. If Google's good, then they can tell me who this is. Let's see. He was famous. I don't know why his name's not coming to my. Elton John. Elton John. It was. It was. It was the number one hit on Google too. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Google's amazing. Yeah, Who's gay the singer gay singer, singer with the big glasses? Uh, Elton John. <laughs> John. <laughs> so this kid is like a little. Is like a little midget Elton John, only more gay. And it's a cartoon, though, right? Yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, and it, it looks is horrible. Terrible. This is so cocaine. I mean, you just you can you can almost be sniffing the coke while you're watching this thing. I mean, it's so perverse really? and not funny and terrible that you really have to wonder what is wrong with the people at Fox. Well, I mean, it's unwatchable. Well, you take that new girl things on Fox too. I mean, it's, is there any vagina references in it? It could just be another ad for Hail the V. I don't think so. Ugh. Hey, but there is a one thing that did happen on Family Guy last night. I just have a little clip of that. What happened? Which is the return of Weenie and the Butt. Oh, no. As a, as a, as a, as a, as a callback. Look at me. I'm driving. I'm driving a real car. I don't believe it. Well, I'd say we need to put on some tunes. Hey, welcome back to Weenie and the Butt on 97.1. 97.1. Ooh, Weenie and the Butt, just like the grown-ups listen to. And that was Baby by Justin Bieber featuring Ludacris, which means it's time to give away some Justin Bieber tickets. Oh, that's right, Butt. Our fifth caller will ween those tickets. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Could have been better. It could have been better. They didn't yeah. quite. They never showed Weenie in the butt. They just had him on the radio. So, so uh, th this Friday is Veterans Day, uh, which coincides with eleven 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 by uh, presidential proclamation. No, that was. Uh, I thought it was always always on a Monday, Veterans Day. There's too much going on this week. A little. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little scared about it all. Why? I don't know. With the emergency alert system, with the uh, asteroid flying by, 
with eleven, eleven, eleven. I don't know. There's just uh, I you, you get like that creepy feeling where something's going to happen. No, oh, your creepy it. feelings are you're moving to Austin. <laughs> it's not creepy, man. I'm, we're and very... you have to drive through Arizona and New Mexico. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. It's going to be great. Um, there's uh, remember we, the DSM five. This is the uh, the recommendation for uh, psych- psychiatrists, uh, so that you know, basically, whatever's in here can. Uh, uh, be deemed as uh, uh, something you can prescribe drugs for. Yeah. So the the I only found out what's really in it when I saw this petition, which was sent to me by one of our producers, against the uh, against a specific uh, piece of language in the DSM five. You can find that at DSM five dot org. Um, and it's about. Let me just find the exact wording here. It's uh. Sociopolitical deviance, which DSM-5 wants to categorize as a mental disorder. Social, sociopolitical deviance. In case sociopolitical. You, yeah, sociopolitical deviance. In case you didn't uh, notice, that would be you and I. And Ron Paul. Yeah. So if you have behavioral symptoms that can be caused by sociopolitical dissent. Well, this is just like the 1984 story from Orwell. I mean, you you know, the fact of the matter is, based on oh, our show... Oh, boy. Oh, damn it. I almost made it through a whole show. Yeah. Let me mark the time, 11.16. <laughs> mark that down. You, you will be flogged appropriately. So, uh, the problem, or what, what, what I see is that we are... We are already on the list for re-education. Right. Based on the show. It's so gonna, I'm just waiting for the... the I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I, I am very happy I'm going to be... It's going to be a lot harder for them to actually get a hold of me while I'm, uh, while I'm in Texas, I think. I, Mr. Adam Curry. Open the door, Mrs. Curry! Now! going to well, be a lot harder. have a few days left. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, uh, maybe just a time for, uh... And now, back to real news. Almost as important as the podcast awards, Forbes came out with the most powerful people in the universe! Oh, yeah. Jeez. Well, should I re-explain how these things work? Yeah, let me just give you the top ten, and then uh, you can explain how it works. Number one, Barack Obama. Number two, Vladimir Putin. Number three, Hu Jintao. Number four, Herr Merkel. Number five, Bill Gates. Number six, Abdullah bin Abdullah Ziz al-Sod. Number seven, Pope Benedict. Number eight, Ben Bernanke. Number nine, Mark Zuckerberg. And number ten, David Cameron. I, I can't believe that Hillary Clinton doesn't show up until number 16, and Bill Clinton's way down in, like, the 40s. Yeah, well, Hillary should definitely be in the top 10. Yeah, she should be, like, number 2. Or 1. Yeah, depending on which drone strike you're getting. But unless you have the ability to declare somebody uh, dead and to be able to be direct drones uh i don't think zuckerberg belongs on this list at all no not it's, it's, and neither does gates for that matter it's totally just jerking them off yes and that's what they're doing in fact what the way these lists work and i'll explain it again i've explained it in columns and i've explained it on the show about once a year i'll do it again 
when you're in an editorial team, first of all, when it's a list like this, you already have the old list. Right. So you take the old list and you, you're usually sitting around eating sandwiches. You're at lunch. It's a meeting. You say, oh, we got to do this list. When's it do? Oh, we got it. What? We have to do it today? <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get a, get Jim, Bill, and Fred. We're going to sit around here and then Sally, and we'll figure this out. And you get the old list, and you, you so you start with that. So you pretty much, but you got to juggle the names a little bit so you, so it looks like you've done something. And then you have to do a couple of screwball things, like the Zuckerberg thing is one of them. Let's drop this guy's name in the top ten. That'll get people talking, and they'll be talking about the list, and they'll be blogging about the list because Zuckerberg's in number nine, and I guarantee that'll get some attention. That's great, boss. And, and so the whole thing is just a, an exercise in you know PR for yourself. PR, yeah, it's PR all for part your of magazine. You, you get yourself right. publicity. There's always a couple outrageous things on there. You say this makes no sense. Because the whole thing makes no sense and it's impossible to do. And the, probably the true, you know, there's probably at least two or three shadow uh, government people that aren't on the list at all that have more influence than uh, everybody on the list. And who knows? I mean, but it's, it's a scam. And we t- I remember doing these lists. And one of the things we always did when I was, when it had anything to do with me, was you'd wanted to have a couple of screw you uh, choices. Just to annoy people. Right, to annoy the other people on the list. Yeah, or, yeah. or people that weren't, didn't make the list at all. It right, makes them real mad. Right, yeah. Well, this is, so you this, is, this is clearly... The uh, distraction of the week on no agenda. I'm sorry, what? I looked at the list, it was... Yeah. Who cares? You know, who I, cares? Uh, when I lived in the Gitmo Nation lowlands when I was rich... And I, I was seriously a millionaire, no doubt about it. But they would always, you know, there was a, kind of like their version of Forbes quote magazine, uh, which was taken very seriously as a, as the financial uh, magazine. They would have me like at 150 million. <laughs> like, really? If I counted everything up and then doubled it, you know, it's like still no way. No way. But, of course, that's how the list works, you know. You, you should have gotten yourself some meetings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You collected yeah. a few business cards while you were on that thing. Yeah. So I was watching uh, Bill Maher, as I mentioned earlier oh, in the show. Oh, boy. And so here we go with the let's kill the Constitution meme oh, and no. start over because we know so much better than somebody like Thomas Jefferson might have known about the way things ought to be. And they had this douchebag on, this woman who's just the worst person in the world. Her name is Alex Wagner. You know, her first name is Alex. And she's from MSNBC, and she chimes in on the Second Amendment. And the whole thing was like, we not only want to change the Constitution, but definitely got to get rid of these guns. Well, uh, Bo Biden about, which is how should we change the Constitution? He says we don't need a page one rewrite. I think... We do. I can name uh, like five or thing, six things right off the top of my head. We mentioned gerrymandering. I think it should go corporate personhood should go. Um, my change? Oh, let's ask Alec. What, do you, what would you change in the Constitution? Uh, well, I'm going to be pilloried for this. I'd get rid of the Second Amendment, right to bear arms. I just think in the grand scheme of yeah! the right, right of assembly, free speech, what? I mean, what? owning a gun does not 
it does not tally on the same level as as those other constitutional rights were given. And and being more discreet about who gets to have a firearm and the right to kill with a firearm, I think, is something that we would be well. It would be in our in our national interest to revisit that. 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 Yeah. 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 The only person who should be able to do that is Barack with the drone. Yeah. And Hillary with the drone. Yeah. No. Don't give don't give guns to people. Give it to our Uber Lord to go drone people. Who is that whore? I told you, Alex Wagner. My goodness. Is she hot? She's she's kind of pretty in a in a, in a snide liberal college girl way. Oh, you no, know, she's like, not. Oh, oh man. she's got, she's got that cheeks. She got the cheekbones. She got like yeah, she the, got the big cheekbones, but she's got that. Oh, men look at you know, but uh, older guys know what, she, what I'm talking uh, about. But anyway, she says the right to kill. <laughs> what is what right to kill do you have? That's only for your Uber Lord Obama has the right and to then, kill. And then that idiot Marr goes on about, I'd like to change the Constitution from page one. Get rid of gerrymandering. Gerrymandering isn't in the Constitution. Get rid I of think, corporate personhood. That's not in the Constitution. John, Who's he kidding with we this need Because he's an idiot. We need to rewrite the Constitution that only the president and the secretary of state if their names are Obama and Clinton, should be allowed to drone brown people in deserts. And uh, and I think it should be in the Constitution that we never show that on television. And in the Constitution, uh, the, we change weeks to days so that we're very clear when we say days that we know what it really means. I mean, really, this is... And who are those drones in the audience applauding this? You are so stupid. They will come for you. They will come for you. That audience is terrible. Oh, my goodness. And this woman. No, she's, I don't know what her problem is, but MSNBC strikes again. They wondered, you know, there's big news this week in the New York Times and elsewhere about NBC now that they're owned by Cable Town. Have, uh, the ratings are even in, worse in the tank. They got no new shows worth of crap. They, they have one show that I, we've been watching that's, that looks like it could be highly entertaining if they could sustain it, which is called Grim, which is kind of a, a fantasy story. It's quite, quite interesting. Very well done. Uh, except for that, all the shows are dogs. They're all failing left and right. And uh, they got no new comedies and their ratings are in the toilet. The only good ratings they got is for football games. Mm. And they don't know what to do. They're beside themselves. And it's obvious they got no talent that can pick, you know, it's like this crazy show on Fox, this stupid show with this this cartoon that's not funny. I mean, find somebody who knows what they're doing. And why don't they take somebody, say they got like Tina Fey, who seems to have some, creates a hit show for NBC. Why don't you find somebody like her or or somebody else who's been successful over and over again, like that Harmon guy who's on NCIS apparently has a history of always picking and, and being on these hit shows, that being the top show. Why doesn't one of these executives hire these people and say, look, why don't you be an executive for a year and show us how to do it right? Because we we are too stupid to do it. They never do this. I think you're a little too obsessed with this. My, you know, my kids... <laughs> I like watching TV. I like watching an entertainment show. Well, you're in the show. market. You're in their market. You're in for the market a, for, for a for hearing an aid and a, and a free uh, electric chair. I am not watching shows <laughs> that have free electric chair. Those are all on Fox. And CNN. I don't watch CNN. You do. Yeah. No, uh, the kids don't watch television, John. It's over. For good it's a, reason. It, but it's a dead game. They don't give a crap. They really don't care. They'll watch a good show on Hulu, but there's very few. They'll, you know, no wonder they're stealing it. It's not worth paying anything to get all the other crap you have to sit through. No, it's over. 
It's over. It's easy to see that it's over. It's you know that's it, it, a problem because the more over it is, the less important the the stuff they say, and the, the, our clips won't matter, and then our show will die. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Which side are you on? Yeah, what debate? am I saying? We we need better television. I just like to uh, clarify Play the happy something. Song. That's what I say. You know, I'd like anybody. to. I'd like to clarify something for uh, people who are questioning this. Hold on, I'll play the happy napper song. Happy, happy, happy napper. Okay, I'll get you. That's right, kids. Just go to sleep. Everything will be fine. Be a happy napper. Just a just a jazzy little tune. I'd like to clarify. Uh, uh, people are saying, "Oh, let him lose his money." Ah, uh, look, it's very easy. Listen, hear me now. First, I lost. Oh, you're now. Oh, hold on a second. You're actually now. We're in. An, you're in a dialogue with the chat room on the show because I saw the chat room question this. I figured there will be people who are listening who want to know that because when they say you got divorced, no, I, I my money was gone before that. Let me just explain. I had a um, business partner who. <laughs> Turned out to uh, be using a false name and that was wanted by the Scotland Yard for 15 years. And uh, he ran away. And so uh, that and of course, when you do that publicly, that shuts down all the businesses. So a lot of it I lost in business. And then for 10 years, I spent it. That's not so crazy, is it? A lot of people spend their way yeah. through a few mil. Yeah, it was easy. Well, was, yeah, your lifestyle. Uh, now you're now you're penny pinching. I don't care. I, you know, I've never been this happy. I've never been as happy to wake up in the morning. First of all, I'm in waking morning. up. First of all, I'm waking up. I'm like, hey, I'm awake. I'm alive. And then to know that my life is supported by the people who listen to the, the fruits of my labor. That makes me very happy. I've never been That's this happy in my with life. The audience It's very unusual to do that. I'm sorry. I said it's a direct connection to the audience. We are very unusual in our approach and the fact that we have a direct connection community that supports our efforts because they like what we do. Very, It's very hard to come by. Don't you have the same thing? I mean, I, I literally wake up. I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. I mean, well, I'm, as a writer, I've always been talking to the people that read me. So, I mean, it's not, it's not that new to me. No, but the fact that, that it's a direct, uh, the direct connection, is, it, it is new. That is completely new to me. Yeah, it's I'm mean, okay. It's five years old. We've been doing it for a while, and now and it's finally kind of making sense, and it's kind of working. But yeah, I love that, and there should be more of that. And this is where it's going to go. It's where it's going to go. This is why television is losing. They don't understand. They just don't understand what's happening. What's Suits. His, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. He, he's not even going to do uh, his 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 comedy special. He's not. He's not. Uh, uh, selling it to HBO or Showtime, he's just going to sell it directly. Yeah, pay me five bucks. I think he's making a mistake. He's going to do like a you have to, you know, you have to uh, PayPal five dollars. I think he should keep it open. I think I, I'd pay fifty bucks if I had it. I'd pay fifty bucks for a, Louis, a good Louis C.K. concert. That would be the guy who should experiment because he's got he's, he's got a real following. <laughs> he's actually funny. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're not unfunny. No, we're not. So, um, you got an end of shower? I got a couple of things here that they're nothing really that great. Uh, no, I think I think I'm good. We'll just keep it for what it is. Uh, then, yeah, I think we're. Yeah, then I'll do the hey hey Moxie girl at the end. 
<laughs> I like that one a lot more. The hey, that's hey, the Moxie. bestiality, the reference to the horse kissing her. Yeah, I don't know. That no, was pretty. That's pretty uh, sketchy. It does it for me. Anywho, Thursday will be back. It'll be a weird show as the Crackpot yeah, Command Center be moving out. Yeah, they'll be deconstructing uh, uh, the entire house around me. And all I'm going to be left with is the studio, and the minute I'm done and uploaded the show, then they're taking the studio away. And then uh, we hop in the car and we start driving out east through Arizona, through uh, New Mexico, and into uh, Texas. Have you ever driven through New Mexico? I don't believe so. It's gorgeous. I'm looking for the nights. So coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center here in Gitmo Nation West in the morning, everybody, on this lovely Monday. My name's Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, and it is a Monday, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday, right here, with no agenda. Adios, mofo. Dvorak.org slash N-A.